Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say, uh, go Bills. 30 seconds and counting. There were plenty of years where there were guys who would dread being drafted by the Buffalo Bills. Not anymore. Astronauts report it feels good. Two minutes, 25 seconds. And I fully believe that we have as great of a chance as ever to win it all right now in 2022. 20 seconds and counting. This is showing you who the new face of the NFL is going to be. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. T minus 15 seconds. Guidance is internal. On my mama, the Buffalo Bills will have a thousand yard rusher on this team in 2022. 10, 9. Oh, ho, ho, baby. Ignition sequence start. 6, 5. What's going on, Bills Mafia? This is your favorite Reverend D. Rev. Rose. 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. the greats and we are gonna win that championship don't you forget that i said it right here watch what's gonna happen the buffalo bills are that team to be reckoned with we're blowing the brakes out of everybody this year you heard it bam mic drop is that enough for your body what's up baby bring me in baby what is happening thursday night it's the rev it's your boy bot and just like that we're doing another duo show uh and i'm stoked about it rev i'm freaking stoked the weekend before fourth of july and we're getting it off Uh, we're, we're starting it off early with a bang and i'm stoked to be here with you brother bruh I am like ecstatic, but for some reason though, I'm hearing an echo. Do you hear? Did you guys hear an echo? I am also hearing an echo as well. Let's take a look. Let's dive into our settings here. Of course, I'm, I'm sure if you know by now, it's probably my fault. Let's see. All right. Let's see. Are you hearing it on my end? 
What's the chat thinking out there? How's the chat think that this is sounding right now? Let's get a... All right, we got, Steve, we got Steven coming in. He's saying no echo up in here on his end. Big baller bean, no echo on his end. I'm looking at Rev. Rev, can you hear me? Rev doesn't got me. That's all right. We're going to get him back here in just no, a yeah, minute. I can, you got I can me hear now? you. Can you hear I me can now? hear you, Good. but I hear you. Remember those commercials? Remember those Verizon commercials? Can you hear me now? Good. Then the guy went to Sprint. Remember the guy went to Sprint? It was a whole deal. He like laughed and went to Sprint. I'm going to get out. All right, get out. Get out of here. I'm going to get out. I'm going to come back in. Come back in. All right. All right, Rev's going to take a sabbatical. Don't worry. He'll be back. It's your boy Bot here with you Thursday night. Don't even know what to call this one. It's a, it's a mix-up of the smoke break. It's a mix-up of the Rated Rev show. We're going to have some guests on tonight, and we're going to have some fun. Uh, like I mentioned, it is the Thursday before the 4th of July. I hope I find everybody in the live chat healthy and well as they head into the Independence Day weekend. I cannot believe for the life of me that we are about to kick off the month of July. I feel like every time you guys tune in, I always am saying, how in the hell is it this date? Is it that date? It's the truth, though. I just don't ever know what the hell is going on. I guess I'm just too busy. I'm not paying attention, whatever. But with that said, we're still we're still on, a cups, on, on the cusp rather of the uh, 4th of July weekend. We got a month until training camp or so, and then things start to really get busy in regard to the football season. And that, of course, is what we're so stoked about. I mean, for God's sake, I'm getting so damn bored without football. If you go over on my Twitter, I actually took multiple days out of my life and I drew every single NFL logo in existence. I drew all of them. And, and I sped it up on Twitter so it would go really fast, obviously, because no one's going to sit and watch all that. That took me hours. And somebody commented earlier, and they're like, get this man to September. And I didn't think you could describe it any better. You could not have described that any better. I mean, I, it just hit me in that moment where I'm like, yeah, I'm so football deprived right now. I'm, I'm, I'm hanging around my studio drawing NFL logos on my iPad. And I can't draw worth a shit. I can't draw. I can't draw at all. So for me, it's just, it's getting to the point now where I am, I'm losing my mind, right? But like I said, July, this weekend, and that just means we're one month closer to football. And of course, that's got me super excited. So tonight we got a, we got a jam-packed show for you, and we look forward to bringing it to you. We got a ton of stuff on the docket. I know Rev is very interested in talking tonight about who the most underrated Buffalo Bills player is on this current roster. And this was a tough one for me to kind of sit back and try to decipher because I think that you can make this argument towards a lot of guys on this team. Uh, obviously, there's some guys that are well-known, right, throughout the entire league outside of the Bills fan base. But, Rev, like I was just talking about with the folks in here, if you can hear me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Are we, are got we me good now? now. We're good awesome. now. Awesome. Awesome. Good to hear it. I was just talking to the folks in here about, you know, the main concept of the of the show tonight, and that, of course, is who is the most underrated player on this team, right? Yeah, no doubt. And yeah. and when the question was posed to me, and it was a great idea that you would come up with, and you know, I thought to myself personally, man, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of answers that could fill in that blank. And yeah. I think when you think the Bills, you don't think underrated, which is shocking in itself, right? Right. But right. when you really get down to the to the roster and its totality on this team, there are guys that are outside of the you know the mainstream. Uh, know-how or, or knowledge if you will when it comes yeah. to the fo comes to football that definitely have an impact on this team and I, I don't think if you're you know outside of the Bills fan base I'm not entirely sure if you are um 
very well aware of these certain guys. So I think it's going to be a great topic. We get into the night. Yeah, uh, no interested to see what everybody has to say. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm like beyond excited about this, man. I'm, I'm glad that that man, yeah, you and I, we got to, we got the chance to hook up tonight with an yeah. epic show. Uh, we've got some guest lineups. So you guys stay tuned for that. It's going to be off the chain. Do y'all stay off the chain? I keep on saying stuff that I think is old, like back in the day, but I don't, I don't know what's hip anymore, man. You're it, asking it the wrong guy. Good to me, though, but, but anyway, yo, the show's going to be, the show's going to be lit. And so, yeah, we're, we're going to definitely get into uh, the most underrated or underappreciated bills on the team. We've got a lot to get into today. Um, a lot to get into. So you guys stay tuned. Uh, yo, the chat, I want you guys to let us know. This is how we do it every Thursday night. I want to know where you guys are watching from. So this is the roll call. Let us know what's happening. Um, I see a whole lot of people up here in the chat. That's good. But let me know where you guys are watching from. But yo, Z-Bot, man, hey. Um, there was something that happened earlier, um, earlier today. I think it was today. Or was it yesterday? Oh yeah. It was, it, it was, yeah. Man, it, hey, I don't know if anybody in the chat caught it, but man, in case you didn't, you know, um, you, you know, my man Z-Bot, he is like a man of many talents, right? He is the man of so And, many and when I tell you, Rev is the only person to ever say that I am sincere. So that <laughs> alone right now has me just through the moon excited. Yeah. Oh man. Hey, but, I, but I mean it though, man. I mean, it, he's extremely gifted. You guys know it, right? But I've never seen this type of ability before. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, hold on, Rev. The better question is, if you ever, if you've never seen the ability, or if you ever seen somebody have that much free time on their hands, I, maybe that's little, the yeah, a little, a little bit of both. Man. I, I've never seen, I've never seen, uh, but uh, utilize his time in in the way in which he did. And uh, hey, hey, the product that that he came out with was <laughs> was hilarious. And I'm like, yo, I was talking to him the other day. I was like, yo, man. Uh, I was trying to get to him, you know, about, about the show. And he's like, man, Rev, I've, I've been swamped, man. I've been swamped. And then he comes out with this right here. <laughs> he comes out with this. And I'm like, really, but like, like this is yeah, what you've been working you, on all day? Dude, you know what's so funny, man, is when you did ask me, because I have been really busy with work. Yeah. Now, I think that the, I think a lot of people who saw that video, and I'm assuming yourself, because oh, yeah. when you reached out to me, because I, I know that we, it, it had barely been like an hour that had gone by before I had said that I would get back to you later because I was yeah. swamped. So I figured as soon as you messaged me, I'm like, dude, Rev probably thinks I'm blowing him off so I can draw oh, a yeah. bunch of NFL. <laughs> so let me just preface. I, preface before I, show, I, I started that. I probably started doing those drawings well, hold on. Um, I, don't think, I don't think they. I don't think they know what I'm talking about. You know what? Good. Good hold idea. On. I'm talking let's, about nonsense. Yeah, yeah, let's play yeah, the clip. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's go ahead and play the clip in case you guys don't know what I'm talking about. Here, check this out. This is elite level talent right here. Oh, we're not done yet. He's not done. Oh my gosh. All right. Almost.
did that not feel abnormally longer than it did when I first posted it? It really, or did. What? <laughs> it really did. I'm like, wait. <laughs> Yo, these, right. these are like 90 seconds are going by really slow. Yeah. Okay. Go, go ahead. So, talk about it, T-Bot. Go yeah. Ahead. Go ahead. So I, I, um, so I started doing those, like, it's like I said earlier, it's like, dude, I have just been trying to find extra content to do. And I also like to try things that I haven't really done like before, I guess. And growing up, I absolutely, like, I was known as the guy in school who every single piece of paper he had, had a doodle on it. So I can't okay, draw, okay. but I was like a big bubble letter guy, big, yeah. like little like faces type guy, whatever. So I've always loved doing that stuff, but I'm not good at it. Right. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to draw the bills logo because it would be hilarious. And then it hit me. I'm like, you know what? Let's do every single one. <laughs> so I started this and I know this is where it got me. Cause I knew the second you messaged me, you must've been like, dude, bot must be hunkered down in his room yeah. for the last 10 hours. Yeah, just drawing. Know. I started that probably the first week of uh, or the last week of April. So wow. I've been doing that for months and I finally just finished all 32 teams. Now, every single day on TikTok, if you want to go follow me over there, I don't know who uses TikTok. I barely do. This is what I do on TikTok. Uh -huh. It's at ZBot on air. But every single day for the last 40 days, I've posted a NFL logo. Now, spoiler alert, we're not done. The competition I'm doing with myself, mm -hmm. I'm drawing an NFL logo every single day until the season starts. So spoiler alert, I've already completed all of the throwback logos. Oh, man. All of the word marks. And if you thought that wasn't enough, I have moved on to every single Power 5 conference college football logo as well. Are so you, you will Oh, oh yeah. So you will see all of that day by day. I do one college and one NFL every single day over oh at Zbot on air. And then when I'm done with those as well, I'll uh, put it up on Twitter. But Rev, dude, I, I, I got to tell you, I got to admit, <laughs> I have more fun drawing those things. I can't yeah. even, I can't even lie. I just, I, I get, I can tell. it's like tranquil for me. It just yeah. takes me away. And, uh, and so I think it's also hilarious on, on, on one logo. Wow. Okay. So I'll, here's a spoiler. I, I, if you want to go look it up for those yeah. who don't know what it looks like, I just recently finished um, the Steelers throwback logo. And if you don't know what it is offhand, it's literally an animated steel worker on top of a steel beam punting the football. Oh, I think that one took me almost an hour. And that's, of course, not like I'm drawing it like, you know, like Van Gogh. I mean, it's yeah. not good, but it still took me a damn hour. Yeah. And back to when I said I kind of like I find like peace in it. That hour went by in like 30 seconds. I'm just like, yeah, I'm got, I got Dan Patrick or somebody on. I'm listening, just scribbling. But um, I'm glad you enjoyed it, Rev. Because well, hey, that I was did, days man. of work. That was and days of blood, one, sweat, though, and tears. K-Dub said he loved our work, man. Like, like when, I, when I saw that, I was like, yo, Dude, got a lot of, man. he's got a lot of time on his hands. And I can't <laughs> even lie to you. I, I, I thought, I was like, I know, I know fool. Good and well, this dude ain't sitting here talking about I've been busy and he's sitting here drawing these sketches. No, nope. yeah, I was I was in my feelings a little bit, but I'm not even gonna I know you are, and that's not, what not made me feel lie. bad. I actually <laughs> I had I had posted that because I had just uploaded the uh the 32nd team, and I'm like, yeah. all right, you know what? I gotta put all these out into one video. Um oh man. Jason N coming in. Jason N, you rule, man. You, you rule. definitely Appreciate rule, Jason. It. You want to know what was the ultimate compliment for me on that though, Rev? I had a, a buddy on uh, a follower on Twitter. Mm -hmm. He made it. Uh, he made it his Twitter banner. 
all the logos. Oh, for real. And I'm like, I think I've just peaked. I think I'm officially an artist now, Rev. I think Dang. I've finally, I've finally found my true calling in hey, life. So, uh, what, what was your favorite logo? I, wow. You, I, I think there was one that kind of that, that kind of hit a little bit out here. But everybody's been loving the ja the Jaguars. Jags, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The Jaguars Leston, logo was hilarious. Did you see what Leston said about it? I I no, couldn't stop laughing because I don't know why, but it made so much sense. He said my Jaguars logo looks like he could tell a mean knock knock joke, and then somebody else <laughs> said he looks like a '90s cartoon villain. And when you do look at it, it kind of looks like he does have like this menacing yeah. laugh. Yeah, yeah. Rico said he looks like the uh, old school gargoyles. I know. It, I don't know why that one stood out so much to everybody, but the more yeah. I looked at it, the funnier it got. Um, but there was a sneaky one you put in there, man. Like, like you were you were slick with it. I oh, I subliminally, and you want to know what? I was stunned how many people caught that. Yeah, the, I, the, I must have had ten people say something to me about it. Because if you if you're not paying attention, I snuck in Josh Allen's Potato Bills logo. Yeah, it's uh -huh. on there for like quite literally a millisecond. Yeah, yeah, super fast. Yeah, so I wanted to do it to where, like, it, you know how, like, there's subliminal stuff and things? Like, you know, uh -huh. you, you, you almost just kind of, like, it just hits you, but you didn't even know you saw it. That's what I was yeah. trying to do. Yeah, I, I thought don't it even know. Really, uh, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, it's too fast. I can't. It's I can't too much. It. It's too much. Yeah. But then, yeah, I'm that glad was, you dug it, Rob. I really I, am. Man, I, I dug it, dude. I was like, yo, Bob is over here with the artistic. Yeah ability artistic skills man like how'd you uh how'd you like the intro there the intro yo the intro was fire i want to hear from the chat because i loved it man i loved it i appreciate the little the little prelude you know what i'm saying with the with the, with the with the reverend up there preaching and, and yo that was excellent and i and i'm i'm excellent. a robocop i'm a robot robocop man yo, yeah. yo that was that was dope, and I man. also had to throw in my one of my favorite clips of us when my internet connect cut out and you were just on the rant of, of a life. That was just going off, and you thought I had just bailed out. <laughs> and that was that's one of my all time faves for oh, sure. Man, I, I love that dude. I'm, I'm over here struggling. I'm like, I'm trying to create an intro, and it's looking like it's looking whack compared to that. And I was like, oh, I'm so glad that you hooked it up, man, because that was dope. Well, and that another reason too is I know that that was what we wanted to talk about, and I'm like, I could, I was so busy with work, I'm like, I can't leave my man Rev hanging. I got to get that fire intro. So, um, yeah. So there well, it was, I Jeff King, that, my man. brother. What's up, Jeff? Shout out, Jeff King. Shout out everybody sitting here in the chat. Yo, what's going on, you guys? Like, I don't know, man, but I, I be, it's like I'm a fiend, man. I, I, I just can't get enough of everybody that's 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 in the chat. Everybody that's supporting BF. Whenever we get a chance to to look to link up and come on and, and just just talk about the bills, man, I absolutely love it. So kudos to you guys. Shout out to the chat, to the Buffalo fanatics. You guys are what makes these shows, these episodes go. Without you, there would be no Z-Bot, no Rev, no Rico, none of that. So we salute you guys definitely. Um, but you know, there's been it. there's been some news right <laughs> going on um, in the NFL and. Um, Earlier this week, we I mean, we know we got to touch on it, right? We got we got we got to talk about Deshaun Watson. As much as I, I'm kind of tired of talking about this guy, well, it's but heating we, up. But it is, it is he it definitely is heating up, and so we know what's, what's happened with him, right? Uh, I, th I think what are they they looking to to give him the uh, a year, right? Is that what they're looking for? So that was what that was the late. I mean, so I've been following it, and and I and I. This is just a plug, obviously no affiliation, but yeah, the best coverage on this particular topic, bar none, is I know people are always very like, like either most people can't stand Mike Florio and pro football talk. I'm sorry, but you're yeah. missing out. 
I understand Mike Florio is very opinionated and he's very, you know, he's very uh, stern on certain things, Mm -hmm. but he's one of the most knowledgeable and informative reporters on the planet. This guy does, no one does the NFL better in my opinion. And to boot, he was also a lawyer for years. So he has been covering this, not only from the football side of things, but as a legal analyst as well. So it has been just incredible following this case through the lens of Mike Florio because he's been able to give both sides. So I've been really tuning into what Mike Florio has had to say on pro football talk as of late. Um, They're actually on hiatus right now, but he's been doing like an afternoon update type thing strictly because um, you know, this, this particular case, the stuff that's Mm -hmm. also going on in with uh, the Washington commanders and Daniel Schneider, uh, a lot going on, but a lot, what Mike Florio had said recently is that it is very uh, it is very lip shut, throw away the key inside of mm-hmm. these hearings. Nothing's leaking out. Um, with that said, however, we have just gotten word through a variety of different sources, you know, nothing actually confirmed yet. But the year is looking like that is what is on the table right now. Yeah. And then from there, whatever winds up getting decided will be based on negotiations from both sides, I'm sure. But like you had mentioned, uh, Rev, and like I had, you know, alluded to a long time ago, as many others have as well. A year to me just seems like the absolute play here. Like I just don't see how you could do less. Yeah. To me, it's inevitable. Right. Um, so that's it, where it, I'm at yeah, on it. It and has to be. It has to be at least a year. Agreed. That, and people that's, that's come back. Thinking. Yeah, and people come back and say, "Well, he was out last year." Yeah, but he wasn't based on these current circumstances. Oh, right, he essentially right. sat out because he, he didn't want to be in Houston. He did, yeah, yeah, people exactly. forget that. I mean, the reason he didn't play last year is because he didn't want to be in Houston. And then all this stuff kind of unfolded. So mm-hmm. you look at you look at uh, you know, around the league, you look at what people get suspended for. I mean, for God's sakes, we've seen a suspension this year. Uh, for a full for a full season for Calvin Ridley, right. who uh, was betting on games that weren't even affiliated to his team. Exactly. DeAndre Hopkins, six games for yeah. PEDs. I mean, that's the standard, of course. But yeah. if I'm getting 24 sexual assault allegations lined up against the potential for somebody like Deshaun Watt, or excuse me, DeAndre Hopkins to perhaps mistakenly take a substance that was on the banned list. Yeah, I think that there's a massive discrepancy there. A and of course, with that said, a year seems fair, Rev. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's 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 hard to compare, you know. When, when you think about it, it's it like it's almost like the like a year suspension doesn't even. It it seems like that that's the baseline, like it has to be at, at least a year. I mean, because I mean, our our very own with Andre Smith, what what is he? What is he? Four day, four games or six games because of the same PED. Mm, uh, that's right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Th- so six game, the PED is set in stone. So yeah. the reason, because granted, there could be players who have failed these PED drug tests who did not actually intend to take PEDs, but the rule is set in place at a six games, like set in stone standard, no matter what, because you can never prove one way or the other, whether it was intentional or not. So that's because for that reason, Hey, sorry. I mean, in reality, you know, I could have been making pancakes and I could have put in some substance in the, in the batter that was banned on the NFL list. And if I had uh, Josh Allen over for breakfast and I gave him to him and he tested uh, the next week, Listen, that's six games. It doesn't exactly. matter. You could have been juicing or you could have been eating my pancakes. You're screwed yeah. either way. So top. that's yeah. set in stone. This particular case, Rev, right, with Deshaun Watson, it's completely different than that. There's no mm-hmm. set in stone timeline for how long you are suspended for. It's all based on a variety of factors. One in which I think is the biggest is the public perception and how yeah. the NFL looks 
And they will look better here if they really lay down the hammer, which is what we all anticipate. Yeah, and they, they absolutely have to lay down the hammer. Um, it, it, uh, I mean, just for, for a myriad of reasons, right? We, I mean, we don't even really need to get into it. But, yeah, a year suspension absolutely has to happen. And, and, and that kind of leads me in, into my next question, though, because since, we're, since we, we see or we think that the league is going to go ahead and impose um, a, a year suspension, maybe, maybe not, but, but that's kind of where, where it's leaning – my question, though, to you and, and, and to everybody in the chat also is, does Baker play for the Browns? Mm. Does he play for the Browns in 2022 with this new information, this new intel coming up? And, and you know, he said some things um, um, earlier about that specific uh, topic as well. How can I put this? I think that we have a better chance of Baker joining the weekly Buffalo Fanatics lineup on YouTube Live than – I think there's a better chance of that happening than him donning a Browns jersey again and playing in Cleveland. That yeah. that ship is sailed. That bridge is burnt. Yeah. And you know how I felt early on. I right. felt right when this was under you know undergoing, I really felt that Baker, and I still do feel this way about Baker and his character and his personality. I don't think he does himself any favors at, at all. The way he mm -hmm. acts, the way he's perceived, just his overall mentality would not be the type that I would want in my quarterback room, right? Mm -hmm. What I have currently in Josh Allen is the exact example of what I would want. Another sure. example would be, you know, Russell Wilson, perfect example. Guys that are trendsetters, they are, they are ultimate role models, right? Baker yeah. Mayfield is not necessarily a bad guy. He's just not a really good representation of an organization, in my opinion. Right. With that said, however, that does not mean that he is deserving of what they have put him through yes, up until the draft exactly. and after that. Because you know how I felt. I felt, look, it, I don't think the, the Browns owe Baker much of anything, truthfully. I just thought the bridge was burned, and they wanted to go on and get a better quarterback. And ultimately in this league, that is the name of the game. If you don't mm -hmm. go out and get a guy who's top five, especially in the AFC, good luck even making the playoffs, right? Right. So I understood it. And I think that that's the new mentality now. I mean, we saw it with Arizona. They really set the trend when they just moved off of Rosen and immediately drafted Kyler Murray. The, 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 right. the time span on these guys now, no matter when you're drafted, it's about this big, it's right? Quick. It's yeah. really quick. Mm -hmm. So for Baker in the Brown situation, I understood it from the Browns angle. Ever since then, when it initially happened in a few weeks after, ever since then, the way that this is, is unfolded, the Browns just look so bad in so many different areas. Yeah. The way this whole Deshaun Watson thing has been unfolding, it makes the Browns look ridiculous. Guaranteeing him all that money with yes, all these exactly. lawsuits still in play. Yeah. The fact that they did that against the will essentially of all other 31 NFL owners yeah. who would never have signed off on that because it completely wrecked the quarterback market, right? It completely yeah, ruined no the perception of how you go about doing business when acquiring a player, especially when you have these lawsuits on your hand, right? Yeah. And then on top of that rev to keep Baker Mayfield in the cross. Uh, that's the, fire that's here. the issue. Is yeah. insane to me. So yeah, I truly hope he gets another team coming up soon here, which we have heard is a possibility. Yeah, yeah, he and deserves it after this. I agree, man. I, I agree, hundred percent. Like now, what what really gets me though is, is, and so you know, you you talked about you know Baker and maybe his character, or whatever. You know, if 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 the Browns were out on that, how can you go from Baker great to point. Deshaun Watson? You know, I mean, that, that's, that's why they worse. look so stupid. It just makes exactly. no sense. They, they look, re they look absolutely ridiculous. And that was an arrogant move by them because it's almost as if they, they, they felt like, 
well, the NFL is not going to do anything, you know, or, 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 you know what I'm saying? Like, like we can go ahead and, and make this move and, 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 and just, just throw crap to the face of the NFL and, and, and every woman that that's, that's, that's ever watching in, in the national football league into our fan base with the, with the, with the thought, I guess the thought process that this is going to pan out for us because he's a quote unquote good player. I mean, it, it, it makes zero sense. It, whether you like Baker or not, you cannot justify this. It, it it doesn't make absolutely it makes absolutely no sense. And then on top of that, though, for like you had mentioned, for them to hold on to Baker, they they, they went ahead and got Jacoby Brissett, and then they're holding on to Baker by the bootstraps and just holding him hostage. He can't go anywhere. That's what makes this whole thing look even worse than what it than what it already is. Let Baker go, right? Free free Baker. Free, free Baker Mayfield. You know, let it's the just man absurd. Go. It's, it's just absurd. Yeah, it's absurd. I, you know, go ahead, Rev. I, yeah. I just my mind's blown on the whole situation. Truly. Well, uh, well then even didn't, didn't he? It seems like he kind of he's Baker's kind of changing his tune a little bit now. Maybe, maybe you know after this news is coming out about you know about Deshaun Watson. I got to give him credit, man. Baker's no dummy. I'll tell you that. I mean, he really isn't. I I, I don't think he handles himself very well in the public eye. But I, I'll give him. I'll give him this. He, he he's authentic. He doesn't fake it for anybody. Right. You're right. And I think he's realizing that in order to move on from this Brown situation, in order to be more desirable to other organizations, you're going to have to kind of put behind the overall persona that you kind of carried in Cleveland. I think recently one He's been awfully quiet about it compared to what I thought he might be doing, right? He yeah. really hasn't been running off about it, especially as the Deshaun Watson stuff has been heating up. Mm-hmm. Two, what I thought was an amazing look for him, last week Deshaun Watson's in court handling these hearings. Yeah. Baker Mayfield's running a camp for kids uh, to do um, football-oriented um, activities and whatnot. Mm-hmm. He was hosting a camp. And you take a look at that, and what does that tell me? One, Baker is no idiot. He That's a PR play yeah, 100%. Absolutely. Two, I give him I give him all the credit in the world for it because out of all the things that he could have done, especially recently here, to really uh, stir the pot, if you will, especially yeah. after getting that screwed over, I think. Right, right. From Baker Mayfield's perspective, looking at how he typically reacts to basically any situation, I tip mm-hmm. my cap to how he's handled himself over the last month or so. Yeah, he's being extremely professional, and what he's doing is is he's making the Browns look even worse. He's Agreed. making him look worse. He's, Which he's, is why he's no dummy, right? Because he knows right, what he's exactly. exactly. Yeah, he's like, well, this is the decision you, that you guys made. You know what I'm saying? Look at him and look at me. Um, so, yeah, it, it makes it, it makes no sense, man. It makes absolutely no sense. Um, and Jeff King, man, my God, Jeff. The Kinger. On? The King the is in the building. Jeff King coming in with a super chat. If I'm Baker, I am saying F you, baby. Not saying he's a great quarterback, but that disrespect can't be pushed aside. Say what you want about Watson, great quarterback, but a straight freak with the PP touches. Man, look, look. <laughs> Yo, Jeff King coming in, man, with some fire, man. Jeff, we appreciate you, brother. No doubt. No doubt, man. I mean, say what you want, right? Say, say what you want about Baker. Say what you will about him, but it's been completely disrespectful. The Browns have just disrespected Baker to no end, and 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 – I applaud him, like he had mentioned. I applaud him for how he's handling the situation right now. He's not saying, like, I would be so petty. I'd be tempted to be super petty. Like, the pettiest of all petties, right? You know what I'm saying? But he, but he's being a professional, and he's, he's playing it cool. Whether or not it's, it's legit or not, he's still doing it. He's playing the game. 
because he's making himself look more desirable, not just for the Browns, but for other NFL teams out there who may be looking to poach him off of the Browns, which is a good ploy by Baker Mayfield in his representation. Um, and so, well, so I, yeah. I, I, and to I like your that. point, and Rev, I'm, I'm looking at the article that you pulled up or that you sent yeah. me along earlier. And another ma- mastermind move, I think, on, my, on, on Baker's end here that stood out to me yes. was the fact that he essentially said, look, I'm here ready to move on. It's up to the Browns, right? He goes, right. I think in order to move on, there would have to be some reaching out. So he's telling reporters the Browns haven't even bothered to be in contact with him, really. Yeah. He's saying that he's ready to move on. He's saying both sides are obviously going two different directions Mm -hmm. but the way he worded it right is saying yeah i mean uh i'm ready to get out of here waiting for the browns to move on right and with that with that being said right what is he what is he really saying and he's saying well look at i'm being the adult here the guys over in cleveland are the ones holding everything up Mm -hmm. and that's exactly what they're doing that's exactly what they're doing And, and, and he's he's being smart he's being he's being as smart as you can be and playing the cards the right way um, everything is going to be in in the Browns' court, right? And and, and what they're going to do. I, I just, I mean, back to the question. I just, I just don't know um, if if Baker's going to play. I, I I can't see him playing for the Browns. I think that that that, that Cleveland is going to try everything they can to hold him hostage, and either force him to play or force him to sit out. I, I just feel like they're going to be that petty. I think they're going to be that petty now. Now Baker doesn't have to play, obviously, right? I mean, they can go with Jacoby Brissett. He can sit out for the whole year. I don't, I don't know what kind of. Um, fines we would be looking at for Baker if he just decided to go ahead and sit out the entire year and not play at all. But I'm willing to bet that he's he's willing to do that to get out of Cleveland. I'm very interested. I just don't see, like I said, man, I just, there there's a million other outcomes that I see happening before I see Baker going back out there and playing um, yeah, for Cleveland again. Then, then again, however, if it is his only option, what is he to do, right? Because yeah. he's still very young in his career and he's still looking to get another starting chance in this mm-hmm. league. He's still looking to move on and have a career for himself. Right. If he doesn't play this year, which I don't see happening, but let's just say hypothetically it winds up coming down to that, right? He's he's really, really shooting himself in the foot for, for his long-term success here. Yeah. If he doesn't play all year, he's already not demanding, you know, he's not demanding anything from any other teams or else he would have gone somewhere by now. Somebody would have been willing to pick up the money that Cleveland would have to shell out. Yeah. So what we've, what we've learned of course, over the off season here is the market for Baker Mayfield is almost non-existent mm-hmm. and it's only going to get, it's only going to get uh, lesser and lesser if he doesn't play. So yeah, it's going to be very man. intriguing Rev. If it comes down to him, not going to another team, Deshaun Watson being out for the full year and how it, it winds up playing out for both Cleveland and Baker Mayfield. It's going to be incredibly awkward right. either way. And, he, and he's going to have to make a a, a, a a difficult decision. But then on top of that, you have to figure like, okay, he's like, well, if I'm playing, I'm playing with no long-term security from the Browns. We already know that. And so right. like, he, what if he gets injured again? Exactly. exactly. Like he if, did last year. Exactly. exactly. If he gets injured, then that's going to hurt his, 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 I mean, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's going to yeah. affect his, his pocket. Uh, Cause we know he's not going to be with Cleveland next year. Um, but man, I mean, come on now. That, that, that's a tough decision. I don't know what Baker's going to do. Um, I, I really don't know. I, I don't, I don't see him playing for the Browns, but man, if push comes to shove and there's no market, I mean, there's absolutely no teams Biden, no teams willing to, to take him on um, before the season starts. I think he's going to be hard pressed not to. 
because he has to even at, at that point he has to make put his his best foot forward. He can't he can't come before the public right now right now and make all of these you know these these appearances. And then when it comes down to it in the regular season, if you know when Deshaun Watson if he gets suspended for a whole year, he's like you know what? I'm not going to play. You know what I'm saying? I think he would be putting himself uh, even further behind the a ball. So I think he may have to, not by choice, but just by circumstance alone. An interesting thing that came out the other day, um, Baker Mayfield's jersey, uh, Baker Mayfield's Seahawks jersey leaked on NFL shop the other day. Obviously that hasn't happened mm. yet, but that thought that was very interesting. Mm. I think it wow. makes so much sense for him to go to Seattle. That that makes a ton that of sense. talk has been heating up. I don't know why yeah. Seattle doesn't just wind up pulling the trigger here. Just do it. Um, your your other options are what Geno Smith and, and Drew, Drew Locke. Lock. I Drew mean, Lock. come on. I just there's I, there's no way not? the Seahawks. Th- yeah, there's there's no way the Seahawks can go into the season right now and try to even act as if they're going to be competitive with Drew Locke and Geno Smith at the helm. They, they cannot do that. There, there's zero chance they're going to fall in their places and look ridiculous get baker mayfield bite the bullet you know pay whatever you have to pay get him in 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 that you know on the team and so that way they can at least be competitive because the nfc west though is a tough division right now when you look at the defending super bowl champions and the rams and then you've got you know the 49ers of course um and the and and the cardinals So, so if they want to be competitive and not have to start all over again baker mayfield makes a ton a ton of sense but you know um, moving on from Baker, I, I'm just I, I just thought that that was interesting. You know, when you thought when we think about you know what's going on and whether or not he's going to play for them, and in, in, in light of all of this this new information, um, as we move on in 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 the uh, in the show, I want to talk about an article that was uh, written by one of our very own, uh, one of our very own um, at BF, our BF contributor um, Pete Rubenstein, um, and he he wrote an article. Uh, when was it? I think it was. I think it was a couple of days ago, and he wrote an article assessing the, the Bills' offensive line. And um, that's something I want to get into the, uh, as we move on into the show um, because I think that's very interesting. He made some key points within the article um, that I think is, is worth touching on uh, when you look at the offensive line because, you know, last year the O-line has had some, it was, it had some issues, right? I mean, we, 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 it was very inconsistent. Um, we, we were un, in, uh, unable to to do anything in the run game. We had injuries and, 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 and uh, guys getting caught with uh, getting COVID from Deion Dawkins to Spencer Brown. Um, and then this, the O-line just was unstable all year long until about what, what um, towards the tail end of the season when um, Ryan Bates got inserted into the lineup by in the injury due to um, Ike Botker. And then we started to see the O-line start to gel a little bit and it, and it, and it paved way for the running game. Well, then um, in the offseason, we saw what happened um, – you know, uh, OG Bobby Johnson, he left to New York uh, following Brian Dable. We inserted Aaron Cromer, and then we added Roger Saffold into the fold. And so now we've got an O-line that that looks pretty good. But beyond just the starting five, I mean, we have to look at our depth. And this is what I, I really love about this article that Pete uh, wrote about. Um, but before we get into that, I've, I've got another guest that I want to bring on. I told you guys, Fanatics that today was going to be off the chain. Tonight is going to be dope. We've got guests upon guests upon guests appearing. And this gentleman right here, this young man, you guys know him. You guys have seen him plenty of times. You've seen him on the Rico Report. You've seen him in and out of, 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 of Buffalo Fanatics. It is none other than my man, Evan Harrington. Evan, there he is, baby. What is going on? Hey, how you doing, man? How you feeling, baby? 
I'm doing awesome. Thanks for having me on once again. Brother, man. Hey, it is a pleasure, man. It is our pleasure, man, that you were able to join the show, man. How, how How's everything been, man? How, how's everything going up there in uh, hey, what, what, what part of the New York are you, man? Are you in Rochester? Are you in I'm Buffalo? In, I'm in Buffalo. You're in Buffalo? I'm in Buffalo. Okay. I'm about 10 minutes from the Ralph. Oh, nice, nice. And I yeah. like the fact that you call it the Ralph. As young as you are, yeah. you still call it the Ralph, man. That 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 That's much respect, man. Much respect. So, man, Evan, I I want I want to ask you, man, because you know, um, what do you think, man, about the O line? First of all, tell me what you, tell me your thoughts about the offensive line um, going into the season. Just right now, when you just look at, at at the additions that were made to the O line right now, what what are your what are your what are your thoughts about the O line and maybe your, even your expectations going forward? Well, you're going to start from the coaching. Aaron Kramer bringing him in. Aaron Kramer bringing him in. Great addition, right? You lose Bobby Johnson. You bring in Kramer. This is a great addition to the coaching staff. Obviously, Sean McDermott and um, Ken Dorsey has great respect uh, for Kramer in the uh, offensive line room. But then you you bring in some key additions on the line itself. You bring in Roger Saffold. Um, You got Ryan Bates taking another step forward. You got Spencer Brown in year two. You got Deion Dawkins really finding himself as one of the the top tier elite left tackles in football. Mm -hmm. Mitch Morse has another another season under his belt as a Buffalo Bills center. And he's been probably one of the best acquisitions that Brandon Brandon Bean has ever made for the Buffalo Bills. And he's an underappreciated player. I remember that's one of the topics we're going to be talking about later. That's Mm -hmm. not my pick, but that is a player that we have to talk about is Mitch Morse. How good he is at commanding the offensive line, you know, pointing out the weak spots that, you know, maybe uh, Dawson Knox doesn't see when he's on a blocking assignment or, you know, when the running back has to block Mitch Morse is always pointing them out, you know, helping Josh Allen, you know, Mitch Morse is a great player. You know, the depth is there as well. Ike Butker, um, you know, Tommy Doyle. I mean, Cody Ford's coming back is, probably depth. We don't know. Right. Um, you got Bobby Hart coming back, uh, Questenberry, Greg Mance. You got a, you know, a, a ton of players on the depth uh, side of the offensive line that could be really big contributors as well. But I like our flat five there uh, yeah. in the trenches because if you're winning in the trenches, you're going to be winning the football game. And I think this could be great for our, our offensive line going forward and really improving the run game, the passing game in general. No doubt. Bob, what do you think, man? What do you, what, what are your, your, your initial thoughts about the O-line coming yeah, into I mean, the season? I mean, I don't think I, I could have been put – more perfectly than what Evan just kind of said. Yeah. I think the depth was definitely a big key, right? And there's right. definitely more this year, it feels like, going into the season than last. I also feel way more confident about the starting five, like Evan had just said. I mean, last year, as we know, it was just very rotational. Oftentimes, you had no clue who was going to be in, and you had no idea what the, yeah. the status quo was going to be on that line. And I think that wound up showing at times, especially in the run game. I think Saffold was one of the more underrated acquisitions this entire offseason. I think mm. there was so much that happened you know, not only within the Buffalo organization, but just outside of it as well. One of the biggest off seasons maybe ever. I think it right. was the biggest off season ever. And Saffold to me is one of those acquisitions for Buffalo that I think went more under the radar than uh, it should have. I think because based on what we look at on the offensive line, mm-hmm. what we look at in bringing in James Cook, protecting Josh Allen and hoping to eliminate a damn near thousand yard rushing season again, yes. which is right. not necessary as he continues to progress into his career. Um, And on top of that, you look at the window they're in this year and you look at the opportunity facing them. It's not going to get much better than this. The roster is not going to get much better. And this is the time to capitalize. Luckily for us, when I do look at the offensive line right now, the current situation, it's one of those where I don't think anybody looks at the line and says, Oh, good, good luck getting past the bills today. Yeah. I also don't think you look at it and you circle it saying, man, this is a major problem. I think right now right. it's probably, you know, 
middle of the pack, mm-hmm. more so than last year towards the top of the pack. Yeah. But when you look at what, what else this Bills team brings to the field, to me, it's not overly concerning. And I, like I said, they got by just fine last year. Mm-hmm. At times it wasn't pretty, but when they were cruising, they were cruising. And if you add what they have added to this roster already, including the offensive line and the depth and then additional weapons as well to capitalize on that, there's just yeah. so much to be excited about. And I think right now the offensive line is the one thing that I go into the season not worried about, whereas I think last year it was more of a worry than I wanted it to be, especially as the At season certain times, continued to progress. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. yeah you know, and what I think the offensive line has really strengthened is, is in the trenches, right? We're right there in the, in the guards. Um, you know, um, much love to 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 Daryl Williams and what he was able to do for us. But man, when you look at now, when we 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 have Ryan Bates, we got him back. But then when you added Roger Saffold, I th- I think the interior of the O line is going to be at least on at least it is on paper should be a whole lot better than it was last year. Um, I'm, I have no qualms with center. I think I think we've got we still have one of the best centers in the National Football League, and and Mitch Morse. Uh, we've got a, a very good, very, very good uh, Pro Bowl caliber left tackle in Deion Dawkins. And then we have an up and coming right tackle in Spencer Brown. I think our starting offensive line so far right now is looking is looking pretty good. But what I'm most uh, interested in, in, in is, is the depth, because I think that our depth has even improved as well. And so when I look at it and I look at the article that, that, that Pete wrote, um, he, he asked a question and it really talks about, how many offensive linemen are the Bills going to carry now with with uh, in, into this season uh, with Aaron Cromer out the helm? I mean, because they, they can't uh, um, carry everybody, right? We 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 know that. Um, and and under Brian Dable, they carried what I think nine offensive linemen, nine offensive linemen on the active roster. And so with Aaron Cromer inserted now, where do you think that number lies? Do you think we stay at nine all linemen, or do you you think they they increased it to ten maybe? Um, considering some of the depth options. Uh, Evan, I'm going to start with you. Man, this is a tricky question because you really want to break down the entire you know depth chart before you just want to throw numbers around like we're going to yeah. do right now. Yeah. But when you're looking at it, obviously you got your, your five, your starting five. Those are your right. guys. Um, mm-hmm. And then you would like to keep a guy like Ike Butker. You'd like to keep maybe a Greg Mance who's played multiple positions on the offensive line. That's a nice player that can back up Mitch Morse, but can also mm-hmm. back up Saffold and Bates. Um, Greg Van Rotten, who has played starting caliber football in the NFL, right. has been around the league as well. Tommy Doyle, who was a draft pick just a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. He's a player that you would like to keep around and develop. Um, people are going to hate it, but Bobby Hart's going to compete for a roster spot. Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott always yeah, talk highly like of this guy. I, yeah. I know. I, I don't, don't know like talking about that guy back. I don't like talking about him, but he's a player that's going to be competing for a roster spot. So keep your eye on him. And Luke Tanetta, who is a recent draft pick this past Mm. year as well. They don't always like to keep their late round draft picks, obviously with Rashad Wild Goose and Jack Anderson last year. But Luke Tanetta could be a sneaky pick uh, to play the tackle position. And and when we look at it, let's let's, let's just take a look at it right here. Um, And and I'm going to go off of what... um, um, Pete had had written in his article. So he so he starts off with the locks. Okay, so let's talk about the locks. You had mentioned it at, at the tackle position. Let's go up the tackle position. We've got D, he has Dion Dion Dawkins right and Spencer Brown. Okay, and then you have uh, center Mitch Morse as three locks. Okay, and then he goes on. I mean, does anybody disagree with that? I mean, Dion Dawkins, Mitch Morse, Spencer Brown, pretty much locks right on the line. Okay, I, I, I agree. Yeah. 
And then he said, almost definitely locks. He has Roger Saffold and Ryan Bates. Now, now I don't know how he says almost definitely. Um, I'm not sure if he means that 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 um, they're not locks to make the roster or just locks to start. Um, I'm assuming, I'm assuming he's talking start, about right. I'm assuming he's talking about starting. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So okay, he said, yeah, he says highly favored candidates to start at guard. Okay, so so yeah, he's talking about starting. Roger Saffold, Ryan Bates. I don't know anybody else who who would start over them, unless some guys lower in the depth chart actually pushing camp, which I don't see it happening. But Roger Saffold, Ryan Bates, I would personally, I would consider them locks to start uh, when you look at the rest of the guys. Okay, what I also found interesting was that. PFF talked about our very own Ryan Bates and how good he has been. And they said that he had the lowest allowed pressure rates among guards last season with a minimum of 400 snaps. And Ryan Bates was number one. Number one. And on that list behind him was Joe Tooney and then followed by Kevin Zietler. So, our very own Ryan Bates, man, um, has been playing very well uh, last year. And I think, uh, you know, I don't know if, if many people are kind of overlooking that. Uh, I mean, they, they look at him as, as, a, as a kind of a guy who's been here for so long. But, but man, he, he, he played very well when he came in um, um, last offseason. Um, and so I'm, I'm definitely interested in, in Ryan Bates moving forward. And then, of course, we got Roger Saffold. And I love Saffold. And, you know, I don't know if, if, if anybody caught um, last week on the show. I put a clip. Um, that Eric Wood was was on the busting with the boys bot, uh, podcast, um, and um, he, and uh, uh, what's the, what's the, what's my guy's name, man, from the from the Titans, man, the, uh, the uh, Taylor Lewan. Taylor Lewan was on there, and Eric Wood was talking about Roger Saffo, and Taylor Lewan said, "Yo, he is the best run blocking guard that he has seen in the National Football League," and it makes a whole lot of sense, right? When you when you when you look at Roger Saffold plus Aaron Cromer. And what he was able to do over the course of his tenure with the Bills, and even when he was with the Rams, and 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 even um, I think he was also with the Titans. It was was did he did, did Cromer have a stint with the Titans or was it just the Rams? I, I can't remember, um, but I know I definitely know he had a stint with the with the Rams, and uh, and, and and we we know what he does, right? He's a, he's a he's a he's an O line guru when it comes to running the rock. And so you add in a guy like that, and you look at the the weakness of the O line last year was 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 in the run game. So I'm, I'm very interested as we move forward um, in, in Roger Saffold and Ryan Bates and seeing what, what they're going to be able to do, especially in the run game. Now, Pete goes on and talks about some of the favorable outlooks. And you had mentioned, Evan, um, guys like Greg Mance, David, uh, David Kessenberry, and Greg Van Rotten. Um, I like Kessenberry. I like, I like what he brings to the table. I think he can, he can uh, probably compete with that swing tackle spot, uh, maybe with Doyle. Um, I'm interested interested in knowing uh, you guys' thoughts about what you think uh, David Kessenberry can do for the Bills coming up next season. Well, yeah, it's definitely an interesting spot because when you go back a few years ago, you had, you know, Ty Niseki playing that swing tackle position uh, for the Bills, you know, being that third option. Mm -hmm. But now you got Kessenberry, Doyle, you got Luke Tanata, you got a few guys, Bobby Hart. I'm throwing his name in there. People don't like it, but I'm throwing his name in there. Uh, you got a few guys that can really, you know, compete for that third spot. And if Questenberry in training camp and in preseason is showing the capability mm-hmm. of not only being able to play left tackle and right tackle at both, you know, high level, but being able to commit to being a swing tackle and not just one tackle primarily, mm-hmm. that's huge. And Sean McDermott and, you know, Aaron Cromer and you know everyone up in that coaching staff and the front office and the management, they all love that. They love their versatility, right. especially on the offensive line. There's only, you know, really 
like three or four positions to go around with the guards tackle in the center. Mm-hmm. And if you can play two of those, your odds of making this roster go up a lot. Right. Questionberry can show that that's good for him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and, and I, I think it's going to be a battle between him and Tommy Doyle. And the, but the thing that, that, that kind of, um, you know, um, I guess gives him the edge. It gives Kesson Questenberry the edge is that he's 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 position flex, right? He can he can play tackle and he can play guard. Whereas Tommy Doyle, I mean, he's just a tackle only only guy. And 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 we really need that that um that swing tackle. And it's looking like it could go Questenberry's uh, way if if he holds out in camp and you know and, and really makes a push. Do you think Tommy Doyle could 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 find himself not making the fifty three man roster even though he was a draft pick by the guys? What do you think, Bot? What do you guys think? Evan, Zbot, what do you guys think? Yeah. Guys I'll step out on this right here while Zbot's yeah. figuring out his technical issues. But yeah, the thing with Tommy Doyle, obviously, he was um, about a fifth round draft pick just a couple of years ago in 2020. Yeah. So obviously, you know, that fifth round pick isn't too high of a pick, but it isn't, you know, a late round pick. This isn't his first year on the team anymore. He's going into year three. So that fifth round pick, you know, might not be as valuable to them a couple of years ago as it is now. So right. they don't really just have that grasp on Doyle where they're going to be like, Hey man, you're a draft pick of us. No, you were a fifth round pick a few years ago. It's your right. time to show out or, you know, get out. And if Questenberry right. outperforms Doyle, it's, it's really easily that, you know, Doyle can find his way on the practice squad or find his way, you know, looking to play and suit up for another team. Mm. I, I I would love Tommy Doyle to make the roster, but like you mentioned, Questenberry can play guard and both tackle yeah. positions. Yeah. So that's it, it, very cool to what he can do. Exactly. And then and then we keep on going going along and, and we talk about um uh Pete uh Rubenstein, Rubenstein, I'm sorry, um assessing the 2022 Bills offensive line. And then he, he talks about guys who probably won't uh make the roster. And he lists Cody Ford, tackle Tanner Owen, and then uh uh Derek uh Kerstetter. Now, I'm interested in Cody Ford right there. I, I think this is a make or break year for Cody Ford, seeing as now this is the final year of his contract, his rookie deal. But my thing, though, with Cody Ford is that as much as I would like to believe that he could be like a project guy from, you know, from that, that, that Aaron Cromer kind of gravitates to and tries to get the best out of him, I don't know where he's going to find an opportunity to actually even, you know, make it on the roster, let alone even 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 compete for for a backup job or even, you know, looking in the future. I, I just don't know because when you look at Ryan Bates and, and Roger Saffold, to me, those guys are locks. Behind them at guard, um, you've got you've got Questenberry who who can who can play. We still have Ike Bacher who's I mean, granted, he just got injured, right? He got injured um last yeah. year at Achilles. We don't know whether or not he's gonna come back with with, with the Bill C in him going forward, but man, Cody Ford, this has put up a shut up time for Cody Ford. But what do you what, what do you what are your impressions about Cody Ford, and what do you think that um the, that the Bills are going to do with him moving forward? You still having some issues? All okay. right, I'll stop in on this. Yeah, one. go ahead. You know, my thoughts with Cody Ford is pretty simple. I mean, when you're looking at the the depth in the guard position, it, like yeah. you mentioned, Question Questionberry can play tackle and guard. You got Mance who can play center and guard. You got Van Rotten who's played guard in this league as a starter. Yeah. Uh, even though it was for the Jets as a starter, you know, this is a guy who's in the, your depth spot. You got like Butker mm-hmm. who's going to come back off injury. I just listed four guys who are all, you know, who all have, you know, years under their belt in this league right? that are going to be over Cody Ford, in my opinion. And Cody Ford would literally have to have the greatest 
training camp slash preseason in yeah. NFL history to Definitely. even make a depth spot on this roster. Right. I mean, maybe we can talk about potentially training camp or uh, a practice squad roster out of training camp, but I, I don't even see that. I, I, don't I see just that. think that, yeah, I just don't see Cody Ford accepting that. Remember, this right. guy was a former second round pick. We had all the highest hopes for this guy. He just hasn't been able to live up to those hopes. Mm-hmm. So the thing with Cody Ford, it's kind of just, you know, play up to your highest potential and we'll see what we can do with you at the end of training camp where you might just have to, you know, pack your bags and it was a nice, you know, three, three years yeah. and a quarter year. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and maybe, you know, maybe hopefully, you know, Brandon Bean can, can, uh, can get something out of him. I don't, I don't know what type of value he has, um, but maybe if they market him well in training camp and they, they, they kind of pub him up a little bit and show that he's, he's, he's doing well in camp, maybe he can get a late round draft pick for him. I mean, I mean, you hate to just to just to just to cut bait with him and let him go, but um, I, I tend to believe that 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 Brandon Bean, um, as talented of a, G, a GM as he is, can try to find something out of Cody Ford. Uh, I, I don't see him, and I agree with you, Evan. I, I don't see Cody Ford uh, making his roster. I, I just don't. And, and I'm an OU fan, but you know, when Cody Ford came out, I thought this guy is no starting caliber NFL right tackle. I mean, his his he has very little um uh what am i trying to say very little um lateral mobility right he's kind of heavy-footed flat-footed guy um going left and right he's he, he just he just didn't look right and then and then when you play in, in oklahoma i mean outside of you know um creed humphrey you know and, and a couple of other guys i mean when you play in oklahoma you're playing in the big 12 for one and then there's no defense Right. And this is all passing. So these, these guys have I mean, they, they really have no development. And I just didn't I just wasn't a fan of the pick, let alone them trading up for him in the second round. Um, and then on top of that, you couple it with with, you know, what happened with uh, Sean McDermott and, and, uh, and Bobby Johnson, you know, moving them around from right tackle, then moving them to, to, to guard and then back to right tackle. And then the following year he gets injured. I don't think any of that kind of helped him out. Um, and then last year he just he just had a bad year, so I, I think I think he's on his way out to be honest. Um, unless he puts up a, a good camp, um, and then like you mentioned, even if I just don't see them even offering him a contract, even if it's like, oh, we'll give you a, a year contract, make it a you know a prove it deal. I don't think he's gonna be willing to even take that. Um, I mean, because- the thing is, there's really nothing to prove. Like, how can you really prove yourself? when you're behind, you know, three or four guys that are already slated behind the two starters, like there's really nothing for him to prove. So yeah. it's really just kind of just, I hate to say it, like you're just kind of throwing them on the streets. Like yeah, that's you, really you, all it is. You really have to, you really have to at, at this point. And then that's, that's kind of what, what, what I'm thinking uh, moving forward. But hey, man, are, did you get your stuff together yet, buddy? Are you still, you still struggling? Yeah, no, I finally figured it there out. There we go. Know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I was just letting you guys roll on there. I, yeah, my fault. Yeah. <laughs> The headphones kept just – I was trying to fix this. I don't even know. I'm not going to bore you with it, but it Jeff, was a Jeff, Jeff says you're lazy, man. He says, he says, man, you're just lazy, bro. That, that's, is Jeff that's talking about me? God damn it, Jeff. I, yeah. thought we were, I thought we were friends, man. What the hell? Um, yeah, but I, you know, I don't know what. You want to you listen, not to, not to get off the topic or anything, but I was actually looking up how to fix the, the connection on here. Uh-huh. And I got a bit of some breaking news here. Uh-oh. And yeah, this is pretty wild, actually. Um, I don't even know. I don't even know if the fanatics are going to be able to handle this. No, hold on, a second, man. Hold on. Is it? Man, I'm, I'm a solo, you buddy. All right, you ready? Breaking news. Taco Bell has just announced a giant cheese it crunch wrap supreme and a giant cheese it tostada, and the cheese its are 16 times the size of a regular cheese it. That's just in. 
That's brand. That's that's ju- this just in across the news desk. Breaking news: Taco Bell is launching a cheese it that's sixteen times the size of a normal cheese it, and they're stuffing it inside of a Crunchwrap Supreme. And folks, I know. I mean, this country. Well, recently, it's been. I mean, just everything with the game. I mean, you name it, right? But there has never been a time where we needed a cheese it the size of my head, and you can see my head right now. We there has never been a better time to launch this. So I apologize, but as I was just kind of surfing the web here, you know how you get that clickbait? There was no way I wasn't going to address that breaking news, so I apologize, boys. But my good God. z coming in, man, with yeah, the, with sorry the about breaking, that. breaking news. news. Breaking Taco news. Bell with the cheese that decides the boss. That's a, that's a big cheese, man. I, I got a Taco Bell like 10 minutes up the road. After yeah, this show, yeah. I might just have to, you know, hop in the Jeep Compass and just – you know, go well, up, Ev, hold on. Grab, I wanna, me, grab me one of those. You know how expensive gas is, especially in the Jeep. Yeah. I do not want to have you running out there for no reason. I want to see when this baby comes out. Oh, man. Holy. Oh, we, my God. There's a video. Should I pull it up? Okay. Hold on. Let's, let's, Why not? Let's, let's, let's hold that for the second half. Okay. All right. Hold it for the yeah. second half. Yeah. Hold yeah, it for yeah, the yeah. Let's half. hold it for the second half because because we, we've got a whole lot more to talk about, guys. So hang in there. Um, I've also got another guest that's going to join us right after the break. So you guys. Take this time right now. Go get a, another refreshment. Refresh your drink. Take a potty break. Do whatever you got to do. And Bot and Rev and my man Evington. Evan. I said Evington. Ev. We'll I like right Evington. Back. I'm you like Evington. Evan. Is that, that all right? That's my, Evan and Harris. That's my first and that's my first and last name combined. So wow. no fun fact. Actually, fun that's fact. Fun that's fact. Right, it is. It's your fun fact. My old neighbor used to call me Revan Evan because it was an old <laughs> an old thing. I like that. It all, you know, from JJ the jet plane. It was like some, some oh, character yeah. from I the show. JJ yeah. the jet plane. Nice. <laughs> the terrifying cartoon show for kids where they were animated planes yeah. with actual human faces. You remember that? Nice. Nice. My sister loved it. I can see it in my head. That, right. that, I know what I'm binge watching tonight, boy. That's your new nickname, baby. That's your new nickname. Red <laughs> JJ the there jet is, plane. Baby. All right, guys. Cheese hey, cheese at Crunch Rap and JJ hey, the jet plane. Yeah, stay tuned to the second half. We got, we got, we got. <laughs> We got Ziva coming back. We got your man Rev coming back. Rev and Evington coming back. And a special guest coming as well. In addition to the big monster Cheese It from Taco Bell. Stay tuned, baby. We'll be right back in 60 <laughs> seconds. Let's do it. There he is. Big K. We are back. Special K. Yo, we have an amazing guest. He is no stranger to the fanatics. You know him well. This handsome gentleman over here, right underneath the Z-Bot, my man, Kevin Garrard, the resident Dolphins fan, a.k.a. 
Mr. Pettyville, Mayor of Pettyville, he is joining the Rated Rev and Z-Bot Show. Kev, what's going on, man? How you been? I'm tired, man. I've been helping those Bills players get extensions and more money all off season. <laughs> you have been you know? working hard, man, but it's I've not been, working. You know, I have. I don't stop. You know, right now we're we're working on uh, Jordan Poyer. We need him to make a lot more money. Yeah. Hopefully, pushing into the future. You know. Hey, man, I'm, I'm with you though. I mean, Jordan Poyer needs to make a whole lot more money, um, but it's not going to happen with the with the Dolphins. That's not oh, happening. No. Oh, no, he's that. talking about having the Bills blow their cap money on Poyer <laughs> as he ages out. I mean, let's 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 just let Kevin take over the sticks. We'll be back to the drought days in no time. It'll be great. Yeah. I can't wait. Oh, man. Oh, I campaigned for digs and we got him. Yeah. You know, who else did got extended this year? I was I was on fire. It was pretty good. I got uh who else did you get? I got Jordan Poyer's lady uh you did. there. Yeah, and she telling me she loves loves my tweets, you know. She loves Are you it. not blocked yet? Are you not blocked yet? Blocked. No, no, they oh, I she got, loves it. Jordan Poyer messaged me personally to tell me he appreciates me. Man, yeah, let's get like, him on here then. Yeah, Call up your boy. I didn't know you guys were that close. Let's start talking oh, contracts. Hey, I got my ticket slots to uh uh Bills uh Packers. Oh, I can't okay. wait, man. Yeah. So That's literally the, like, if I had to pick one game, if I could only go to one game all year, that would be it. Like, I just cannot wait for that one. Sunday night. That's why well, I, I'm going because a bunch of my buddies are going. Mm. And that Sunday night, nationally televised, you know. So, yeah, we got those tickets. Hopefully, I got to find a, a sports bar that will show the Dolphins game at 1 o'clock. Oh, and then, okay. uh, you know, okay, you nice. guys will Maybe Arby's will have it on. We're playing well, Ooh. boneless wings, man. I'm That's telling you, Kev, you could have yourself right an afternoon over there. I tell you what, they'll <laughs> set you up good. I don't know. Now I got to worry about giant Cheez Its. You know what I mean? So, well, well let me tell you what. Yeah. Talk about it, bud, because I'm 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 interested, man. You got you got my palate kind of wet in a little bit. You know, I'm I'm trying to picture well, these Rev, I mean, giant Cheez Its. I'm trying to keep you ahead of the curve here too, because Do it, I don't want you getting priced out of the market because you're not offering the giant cheese. It's over at the, <laughs> over at the Rev roads. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. All no right. Doubt. So let's check it out. I mean, check, listen, I want to see it. Come on. At the end of the day, man, I am the, I am, I've said this a million times, but I'm just a, I'm a sucker for stuff like this, right? Like you when are. you get, when you get stuff going, like like this because you know this is what makes America great stuff like this. Like, I always say, if I could define America, it would be the KFC Taco Bell combined restaurant. I mean that right yeah. there is Americana, right? And then like you're gonna the you're gonna just stand out front. Exactly, exactly. Sometimes they'll even combine it with an A and W if you're in real rural America. You know what mm, I mean? Like if you're okay. really in the in the trenches. Yeah. And that's what you gotta love. Um, and this is just taking it to a whole other level, in my opinion. I mean, first of all, it's like you know you remember where you were when the Doritos Locos Tacos came out, right? I mean, that yeah. was like a game changer. And now oh, yeah. I just think that you're you're. I mean, who? This is the, this is why I like this stuff. There was there was probably like twenty executives sitting around a massive mahogany wood desk, probably cost yeah. seventy five hundred grand. They're all sitting around the table, and they're like, "What can we do? That's just so absurd, so ridiculous 
that people like myself are going to talk about it for 10 minutes. And someone in the, in the room said, boom, I got it. We are going to enhance the size of a cheese. Now, listen to me. Hear me out. Listen, I know. I know. I know. Time out. We're going we're gonna to times it by 16, right? Oh, man. And not only that, but we're going to throw it in the in the uh, crunch wrap. But it doesn't stop there. They're also doing like, you know, they're doing a pe- like a, a taco, but it's a flat taco and it's just a giant cheese. And they're just dumping beef on top of it and they're giving it to you like that. Mm. So, I mean, I just this is like it's just stuff like this that I'll never get over. Now, let's check out the video because they dropped a promo here. <laughs> oh, they got a promo. What and. Do yeah, I mean, so this obviously has had to have been in the works for a while. I mean, they're, they're, they kept it under under uh, wraps for a while. They kept it hidden from us. This, this advertisement is either going to make me eat it or not want it. Where in the hell am mm. I here? Am I, am on, I even man. still you, you, on? You got, me, you got me ready. Come on, bud. Let's go. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Sorry I better not be that. disappointed. No, here we go. Sorry about that, boys. Okay. So let's check. I, now, this is also a world exclusive because I haven't watched it myself. So I let's check it out. How did you get it? Uh, you better believe I'm on the newsletter, Cavax. It's funny no. you say that. I was deleting a bunch of emails. <laughs> of the course, day. it's I on like Barstool. 75,000 emails from Taco Bell. Oh, All wait, right. Is that it? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Go 16 Ooh. times bigger than a regular cheese at Cracker. Read that oh again. <laughs> All right, here we go, boys. Blow it up. See, I told you. I told you. Oh my Wait. God! Whoa, 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 whoa! Hold on. All right, so we're you gonna have go to get on a flight tomorrow. The They're testing it at uh, in in Irvine, California, at one location. Put that on the, that on the big screen, bud. Did it not? We got to see up. it one more time. No, we got to see it one more time. Oh, Roger, I mean, you're sharing the. I just yeah, want to yeah, pray for the Taco Bell staff at two 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 Barranca Parkway. They are going to be working overtime tomorrow that place is going oh to be gosh. wrapped around the building with cars all right let's try it out again with this full screen here you got there the full screen there, there you go oh my god now we're talking this is cinema here boys here we go <laughs> wow Oof. wow upbeat music okay cheese it tostada i mean What's that, next? That might That's be, the that only might question. Be pretty good, though. That might be pretty good. Might be, ref. I mean, <laughs> let's I'm, just let's take a pause here, right? <laughs> You're talking about a, a cheese it the size of uh, a waffle, essentially, right? And then you're just dumping ground beef on it. That is going to hit. And I don't want you to get. I don't want. Okay. Like I said, I just don't want you to get left behind because I know you really okay. revolutionized the game. With that, uh, yeah, no doubt that, that one that parmer okay. or whatever, but I'm just saying so you got to keep it the times. So, what what I suggest we do though is we need to we need to all go to our local uh Taco Bell restaurants, right? Establishments, go ahead and pick up one of these, 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 these cheese it tostadas, yep, and come on alive real quick. And we all just dig in. Well, the and problem is they're like, only in that one location, but I'm reading here D oh, Rowley, he's 30 out. minutes away. Yeah. Well, I'll just get D. I'll send him my address. He can put it in a vacuum seal. USPS two-day priority that thing. God only knows how that would be smelling up in the uh, up in the truck on its way over here. But mm-hmm. D, if you can make that happen, man, I will very much make it worth your while. I promise. I promise. Um, yeah. But like I said, yeah, I mean, yes. that's just that's, it's it's incredible to know that 
there was just the, the 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 thought process and the overall intuition that went into developing a product like that is just you know, I, I love I love Z-Bot how, how these type of advertisements always get you, man. It's like you're just a no, sucker every time. kind of stuff, man. It, how do you, how well, do you I think find it's just because like, it's how just, do you get these? How do I get the Cheez-Its uh, or do, how do I get yeah. the ads? How do you, how well, do you find these ads? Well, the like, Arby's thing started – well, the Arby's thing started because, I mean, anybody who watched the draft, you might as well have been watching – it, it right. was an Arby's commercial with uh, 30, 40 second snippets of people getting drafted by the NFL. I mean, that's all it was. Every block that was a commercial was it was an Arby's commercial. It was getting to the point where I just couldn't believe it. So that's how that all started. Now, this this cheese it thing, like I said, I'm just kind of looking up something to fix my headphones and boom. You want to know what, though? They know what they're doing. It's all, it's those. Um, what do they call it? Uh, the, the, what's the marketing strategy there where they, they know all your Arby's info? Paper. Oh, no, target. you know how they, they, they know your stuff, whatever, your cookies or whatever. Cookies exactly. Stuff, yeah. They yeah. know. They know I want to see the Taco Bell stuff. They know it. And they get, and they they get you every time. They get you every time. All right, every guys. Time. Look, every time. So now, in case you wonder, we're going to talk about some Buffalo Bills football. Okay, guys? Look, look. Look, anytime you get oh, we are? My bad. me and Bod and Evan and Kevin, <laughs> you get – I mean, hey, there's no telling what we're going to talk about. And so we just – I mean, we just let it flow. All right, we just definitely let it flow. So what we're going to do now, we're moving on. And I've got my man Kevin here for a reason because, I mean, not just because of his handsome face. And, Kevin, I'm surprised you're not laying in portrait mode, man. I mean, I'm, I'm used to that. I need you oh, to lay in portrait mode, man. Like that, that was that's because the uh, the draft I was watching in, uh, on TV in my room, you know? So I had to get oh. – I had to, I had okay. to uh, get comfy. Okay. Well, get comfortable with this, man, because Silas comes in with a super chat. And he asks you directly, Kev. He says, yo, Dolphins Twitter is predicting 12-plus wins for the Flippers. Flippers, man. What do you think your team will do, Kevin Garrard? Probably 10. If everything goes well and they stay healthy, maybe 11. But we'll see. I mean, they won 10 and 9 the last two years. And this year, their team on paper at least is more talented than the years before. So it's not unreasonable to think they would equal the same output of a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. So 10 plus now they play an extra game. So I could see 10 or 11. It's okay. not an overly difficult schedule either. Right, right. I think, I think people are kind of... Poo pooing on, on, on the Dolphins a little bit. Um, they, they don't realize that the Dolphins have a very good roster, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, we already know what they got with, with uh, um, Jalen Waddle and then adding Tyreek Hill. But on the defensive side of the ball, you got some dogs on that, on that defense, um, some dogs, especially in the secondary. And um, talking about secondaries, I don't know if you guys um, got the chance to see what PFF put out, um, but they, they put out a top 10 AFC secondaries list. And uh, maybe some Bills fans are a little, a little um, salty right now. But when you look at a top 10 AFC secondaries, listen, I'm, I'm interested in get you guys' thoughts. But this, this, this is who they had top 10. And matter of fact, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go from 10 up, okay? So at 10, they have the Jets, 10th place, followed, I mean, followed by the Chiefs at number 9, the Broncos at 8, Titans at seven, Bengals at six, and then here we go. Here's the top five. Number five is the Chargers. Number four is the Bills. Three is the Dolphins. The Browns at number two, and then the Ravens at number one. 
So the Ravens are the number one uh, secondary in the AFC, according to PFF, uh, uh, Mike Renner, followed by the Browns, and then the Dolphins. Uh, Kevin, I got you on here, man, because I, I, I want you to talk your talk, man. I want you to talk your talk to all of these Buffalo fanatics out here and Bill's Mafia. I want you to tell them that they have no reason to be salty about the Bills being fourth place to the Dolphins at number three. Tell me what you think about that. It's close. You know, you've got nothing at corner uh, until White comes back. You're banking on a rookie that's never played a snap, and the other guys you got uh, on the boundary are either bums or unproven. Taron Johnson's a very nice nickel, and you got the best safety tandem in the league. So that's pretty good. Miami's corners are vastly superior, obviously. Even if you want to play the homer and say that White and uh, Howard uh, cancel each other out, Byron Jones is better than any other corner on your roster. But your safeties are a lot better than ours. Um, But I think a lot of the casual fan isn't... uh, you know, doesn't know too much about, I know you guys like Taron Johnson in the slot, but uh, Nick Needham, same thing. They're pretty similar. Neither of them gave up a touchdown last year. Um, and then, of course, at safety, we got we got the young lad, number eight, Javon Holland. I think he's going to make the Pro Bowl this year. Uh, that's not Homer talk. I need you guys to go back and watch the second half of last year and watch him play. Um, you guys still, so, so that's where I, had you put the bills three and Miami four, I would have been okay. Had you put Miami three and the bills four, I would have been okay. Mm-hmm. Miami's got better corners. Bill's got better safeties. Yeah. I think the Ravens deserve to be number one because they have oh, yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but it's the Browns. Mm. I yeah, like I'm, I'm, yeah I'm, I'm, that was a weird one to me. It, it, the Browns at the Jackson has 300 plus snaps without giving up a TD. Yeah, yeah, Silas with the Super I Chats. guess that's regular season only, eh? Yeah, I'm not, so, I'm not yeah, too sure. Pretty sure um, he gave one up to Tyreek Hill. But, well, everybody's um, giving up one to Tyreek. But yeah, no. Everybody. Uh, everybody. I mean, yeah. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really have um, a bone to pick with that. I mean, when you look at it, I mean, my, my question is I, I wonder if. Sorry, um, sorry, I just want to say before the the comment disappears, Silas, Silas, yes, Broncos should be higher. Justin Simmons is the best safety in the game, and Sertain uh, played really well. That's a very good secondary, also, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. no, no doubt. Um, um, and I, uh, the Ravens, hands down, the Ravens to me, hands down, are are the best secondary. I mean, I, I would, I would even put them up. You know, not just in the AFC, but in the NFL, one of the top. Secondaries, Evan, talk to me, man. Talk to me. I know this is all about the Buffalo Bills, but man, we have to give respect, right? I mean, we're talking about the top ten secondaries. I mean, would you put, would you move anybody around in that in that list? When you think about that list, Ravens, Browns. Let's just talk about the top five, all right? Ravens, Browns, Dolphins, Bills, Chargers. Is there anybody well, that you would flip? Well, if you're talking about a fully healthy squad, I probably would put the Bills and Dolphins over the Browns. Yeah, um, I think too. the Browns have a great secondary. Denzel Ward, one of the top corners. Greg Newsom, a great corner. Uh, Greedy Williams, another young, great corner. And you got uh, John Johnson and Grant Delpit uh, as a safety tandem. Very solid. Yeah. But like you mentioned, you got Byron Jones and Xavier Howard and Nick Needham for the Dolphins. Those are three very well-put-together corners to make a very nice trio. Corner. With yeah. Javon Holland in the back end, he's a great young safety. The Bills, best safety tandem in football. 
let's just say they're all healthy. Trey White, top three corner. And then you got Kyrie Elam, who could be really good. One of the – yeah, we're going top oh, three. On, going top three. Cup. And then you got Taron Johnson, one of the best nickels in the game. But really where it all ends for me in the AFC is the Baltimore Ravens. They undoubtedly have – you can argue the best secondary in football. You got Marcus Peters. You got Marlon Humphrey. You got Kyle Hammond. Kyle Hamilton, and you also have yeah. Marcus Williams. That's a great four to work with. And I know Marcus Peters is coming off injury, and so mm-hmm. is Marlon Humphrey as well. But, right. you know, those guys, when healthy, are, are, are phenomenal. They're I mean, Marcus Peters, get, Marcus Peters gets compared to Trayvon Diggs, but Marcus Peters is the second corner. He's not going to get toasted on an island all, all the time. He's playing, you know, the second receiver. So mm-hmm. he's, he's put in a great situation to succeed and, you know, take balls back to the house. Kevin, you look like you wanted to say something about that when we when when and my man Evan talked about Trey being a, a top three cornerback. Yeah, no, not it's not. Come even. on, all right. So so he's not so, better than Jair Alexander. He's not better right. than uh, than Ramsey. He's not. Better so than, I have him at three right there. He's not better than Xavier Howard. He's arguably uh, and he's good in your system because you you get he gets to play with two all pro safeties behind him covering up anything. And he can play very aggressive and he's an elite zone corner. But if you were to move him and put him on a different system and ask him to play man corner, ask him to travel, ask him to match up, ask him to do whatever, he's going to be beneath JC Jackson. He's going to be, uh, who else we got? Well, I mean, well the same can Harvard be said, right? I mean, the same can be said so for, I, I for think, other corners, I think, right? That are just that man only. Like, yeah, White is an, is, an, is a, an elite corner. I just don't put him at three. I think you can make. I it. have him. I have him at three because he's been the best third down corner in football over the last three years. Mm. So, so if you get beat, you're getting the guy. Yeah, so no, he's the best third down corner in football. He's getting the guy yeah, off the ball. It's ironic that his nickname is Big Play Trey, and he makes so much fewer big plays than all the other guys on the list. So no, no, I'm saying I have I have him top three because he's one of the best third down corners in the NFL, and he's been doing it at the highest rate over the last three to four years. If you're getting guys off the field, that's the number one job a corner can do is get takeaways and get guys off the field. Yeah, but he's not getting the takeaways that the other guys get. And and you, if you want to focus on one, I wouldn't. But I wouldn't measure interceptions as a great way to just tell how good a corner is because if like that, then Trayvon well, Diggs is like. No, that's I see. I hate that because people say that. Oh, I don't like interceptions because they can go up or down. That's fine because you can have a guy that has one great year and one not. But when you have a guy that's consistent for his whole career in a top five, then you have to acknowledge that there's a difference between an aberration and a difference between consistency. And say, take JC Jackson, for instance. I know you guys love to hate on him because Diggs seems to have his number, which I agree, but this isn't like he had one big year every year you know what i mean that's when i think you have to take turnovers into account because you can isolate oh third down corner that's great so he's getting beaten first and second i don't know no 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 that's not no that's not what i mean in in general like what i mean by third down it's like when he's targeted on third down he's like the number one corner in football Mm, like i don't want targeted on targeted okay okay yeah, yeah that, cool. makes, that makes sense. But he has like, you know, he didn't have two years ago when Howard should have been defensive player of the year. Howard had a better uh, quarterback rating against. Howard had yeah. has the highest interception per target ratio in the history of the NFL. Mm-hmm. I'll I, say it again. I, I think, I think, not, I, not the amount of interceptions, the amount of interceptions per target in the history of the NFL. Yeah. 
Xavier Howard is a very good cornerback. Very, very good. I, I don't think – to me, I mean, I, I think it's, it's – I don't know, a tit for tat almost. I mean, because it, it's, they're different systems, right? I mean, you can you – can, I mean, Trey is an elite zone corner. Howard is an elite man corner. Switch them both out of their systems, I mean, how well will they be? You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I, I, I'm not – Yeah, okay. I think yeah, that I'm, I'm, Howard I'm too, would, would not be as good as White. In zone. In zone, absolutely. Right, right. But I think that White would be exposed and picked on if he played in Miami's system. If he had to play man coverage with no safety help, where he had to play bump and run in in the you know the cover zero looks, mm-hmm. I do not think he holds up as well as at least four or five guys that I can name. Mm-hmm. And for, to me, that's why I'll always take a guy like Daryl Revis over Richard Sherman. Again, yeah, I'm, not talking, I'm not talking. I'm not, I'm not saying in, in any way that White's not a fantastic Pro Bowl caliber player. He is. We're just talking about like the top three. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So don't. I don't want anyone to think I'm hating on him. I recognize yeah. that he's an, an elite player. Yeah, yeah. Bot man, what you, what you got, man? I I was just I was kind of just taking that all in, but I I think the one thing that we realized last year is Tre'Davious White is a great corner, like Kevin was saying. I mean, he truly is. But the one thing that I couldn't help but notice last year was the defense without him and with him. It wasn't all that different when you looked at the outcome on the field uh, based on what was happening in the backfield. I I was remarkably in a positive way. I'll say, too, this isn't a knock on Tredavious. White. I think it's it's honestly a credit to. One, Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde, but also to Leslie Frazier as well. I think the defense did an extraordinary job of really making it seem like Tredavious White was not injured. Because I remember multiple times on these shows throughout last season, we would talk about certain elements of each game and you would kind of get hit with the fact where you're like, oh, that's right. You know, Tredavious White, uh, he still isn't playing. And and the, the crazy thing to me is thinking about how much better this team can and will be this coming season when you talk about having him back and then, of course, adding to that position in the draft in, in the first round. So that's the exciting element. But when we're talking about what Kevin's saying, like with, with Xavier Howard, for example, I don't know if that would necessarily be the case. And I think that is a testament to what the Bills also have behind Tredavious White as well. But mm-hmm. when we're talking about super elite top three I think I'd have to agree with what the sentiment in the room here is strictly because last year, I mean, if you're talking about elite, if you're off the field there, the presence should be immediately felt. It should be noticeable. I personally did not think that was the case last year. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I don't think that is a, a, at all a detriment to Tredavious white. I think it's a lot of credit to what, to what the bills were able to do to supplement yeah. it. But with that said, um, I, I truly think about the word elite. I mean, it's easy to cherry pick the quarterback position. But when you think about any of these top quarterbacks, elite quarterbacks, if they're not playing, the odds of you winning go down dramatically. And when I looked right. at the Bills defense last year, I don't think there was a dramatic drop off a cliff because Tredavious White wasn't in. So, yes, I think he is an exceptional corner, one of the best in the league. But when we're talking about the top of the iceberg, I, I kind of agreed with what Kevin had to say there. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I tend to agree, and, and I'm looking. I'm looking at at, at some of the um, advanced stats here. I just pulled some some stuff up um, from uh, PlayerProfiler.com, and I'm looking at. And I mean, I'm, of course, I mean we're we're comparing, right? This is the name of the game. And when I look at Trey White, you look at his his productivity. Um, last year, two point three receptions per game allowed, twenty six 
yards allowed per game, 11.6 yards per reception allowed, 5.8 yards per target allowed with nine pass breakups. Um, and then let's just look at Xavier Howard as well. Uh, last year, I mean, we're, we're comparing, right? And so he had uh, 2.3 uh, um, uh, 2.3 receptions. Uh, well, you're talking uh, about last year, game. right? How last many, year, yeah. How yeah, many more games? But Tredavious White only played. Well, yeah, right, right, right. So he, does yeah, that he didn't, factor he didn't, in? He didn't, or? he didn't play. He didn't play a full season. He didn't play a full season. Um, but but the number. What I'm saying is that the numbers are are, are tit for tat. They're they're, mm. they're very similar. Um, yards allowed. You've got 36.9 for for uh, Xavier Howard. 15.9 yards per reception allowed compared to uh, Trey's 11.6. Um, Trey had nine PBUs. Um, you've got 12 for um, Xavier Howard. Um, Xavier Howard had five touchdowns allowed, um, and then Trey had zero touchdowns allowed. But now, obviously, those are in different systems, right? So, so, so it, I mean, even though you can look at the numbers and try to compare them, it's hard to compare them because they're in different systems. I mean, would when you look at Xavier Howard giving up 15.9 yards per reception in a, in a man scheme, I mean, would Trey give up that much? Or would he give up more? You know what I'm saying? And, and, and vice versa. So, I mean, I mean, it, this is, I mean, we're, we're nitpicking here. I mean, at the end of the day, they're both elite corners yeah. for what they and, do and one in, of them, in, in their system. Yeah. And one of them travels with the other t- player's best receiver. Yeah. One well, that, and that's the I, system, I mean, right? Yeah. Trey White does that too, though. I mean, you saw a significant drop off in the Bills man coverage snaps from when Trey was playing compared to when he was injured. Like the Bills do run a lot more man with Trey on the field because he can travel. So I wouldn't say like he just cannot travel. Can he travel as well as Xavier Howard? Probably not. He probably cannot travel as good. I'm just curious. Uh, When was the last game that he actually traveled for like the entire game? Not for a few snaps, but I mean like when was the last time he traveled and covered uh, uh, and followed a guy across the formation? Because I've seen every Bills game and I can't recall one ever off the top of my head i'd have to like go back and you know, you know I'd, Kevin, I'd, I'd have that. to agree with you yeah i there i think that that is i don't know if it's a fault of trevious way i think it's just the way I that they run the system, 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 system. system. Fault. it's the scheme the scheme is exactly is right. Scheme, right and that doesn't mean that he and you don't need to do it because you're no. the best defense in the league right. so well that's again, also why this not a shot like you're you're the you're a better defense than we are i get that and your scheme is great and the players around him are great, and Milano, and their safeties, and there's so much yeah. help all around them that you don't need to do these things. Whereas Miami's scheme is they, we don't have uh, uh, an organic pass rush really, so everything's schemed up. So they leave their corners on the island. Mm-hmm. So that's why if, when you do catch a ball, there's a more of a chance for a bigger play. But like, so again, it's not a shot on White, but I'm curious. But he doesn't do it, so. He, he and when he has done it for a little bit, like when he did against Arizona, it didn't go so well. Mm-hmm. Or when he moved against Hawkins in the playoffs for a couple snaps against uh, Hawkins again, it didn't go so well. Or yeah, when they- he kind of tried to do it a bit uh, with a Keenan Allen a couple of years ago in the regular season game, it didn't go so well. And eventually he went back to his side and he was covering Guyton. So like, mm-hmm. Is is a is a Dolphins scheme? Do they do they do they play any zone at all? Or are they just yeah. st- straight man? No, they they play like every team plays more zone than man. Miami just has them in Baltimore, I believe, the two highest percentages. But what it is is they'll show man and then they'll just kind of play like only zones that sort of stuff. Um, but that. But yeah, I don't know. Again, we're splitting hairs. Exactly. I, I yeah, it, it, I know it's exactly. so tough to do this because I, I'm really not trying is. that. You know, like I'm gonna go for yeah. my guy because my guy yeah, makes no doubt. That's why I wanted the you. ball. 
Yeah. My guy makes more plays in the ball than any corner in the NFL history. So I'm going to go yeah. for that. You know what I mean? That's a fact. So that's, yeah, that's what I'm going to go for. The crazy yeah, thing about corner you. is the top, right? If you have yeah. a top guy, then it's so marginal. The difference between the best guy on in, in the league and a guy who is considered to be elite, like we're arguing here. The difference is it's crazy because it's so tough to rank those guys. But when yeah. you, when you just get from that chunk of top guys to the mediocre and lower end, the, the difference is so noticeable, but at the top, it's so marginal. And that's what I yeah. think makes this so difficult to rank. The cornerback position to me would be one of the toughest positions to rank because there's so very, many elements yeah. and everybody's got a different scheme to play in as well. Yeah, and, and I think I think the Bills and, and the Dolphins, I mean, I, when you're talking about secondaries, I mean, three Dolphins, Bills, four, you can flip it if you want to. I, I think it's a wash because, I mean, you, you give you give the edge to the Bills' safeties, right? But then you give the edge, I mean, maybe, uh, you know, uh, to the Dolphins' corners uh, when you look at them all, all together. Um, especially in the scheme that they play, you know, but what I'm interested in is, is Kyer Elam granted. Yeah. He is a rookie. I mean, the same could be said for any rookie, right? I mean, you talk about, well, they never played it down. Yeah. Yeah. Granted, I get that. Um, and so it's kind of hard to, to say, well, you know, they're going to be this good. And so you actually see them, but there's a reason he was a first round draft pick. Um, just like there was a reason why, um, which, which, which your man, uh, well, maybe there wasn't a reason. Um, what's that guy who played corner? I mean, he, who played, uh, uh, in the nickel for you guys, uh, Kevin, uh, Igbenogany. Who was drafted in round one and then kind of like he kind of he plays on the bench, he's a bum. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the guy who, uh, yeah, who the Bills, uh, who remember when Diggs had the huge game a couple yeah. years ago, because uh, Byron Jones went, remember they collided and when uh -huh. they were running a route, they put yeah, in Byron a big mahogany. Yeah. Oh my god, yep, I remember that. Diggs went off for 7,000 yards, it was so bad. Yeah, yeah. he destroyed him. Yeah, he, he definitely yeah, destroyed him. Difficult to watch. Yeah, but I, I like I like Kyer Elam. I like at least, at least I like his his um his uh, his potential yeah. and what he can offer. Um, you know, coming out of Florida, he's he's more of a man corner and a bigger body than than Trey is. I mean, to a degree. And so, I mean, you put him on the on on the, in the scheme and allowing him to play a little bit more of the, of the man. Plus, you've got the safeties back there. I, I mean, I I think I think I think sky's the limit. Um, I know as as well as a lot of other Bills fans, we can't wait for Trey to come back healthy because, yeah, we've got the best one of the best safety tandems in the league. But I'm still a little bit kind of shaky with Dane Jackson, and I mean for Dane Jackson and a rookie, that's what kind of concerns me a little bit um, as we go into the to, to the season, uh, depending upon how long Trey is going to be out with the quarterbacks that we're going to be facing early in the season. Um, it's going to be a challenge. Uh, without a doubt. Um, I, I like that top 10 list. Um, I do kind of have some questions about the Browns being at second place. I like the Chargers, um, especially when they added J.C. Jackson. Um, and then you look at this, just, just their, 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 their unit in totality. I, I really like that. I would probably put them up a, a little higher than five. Maybe you can move the Browns down and flip them with the Chargers. I, I don't know. But like I said, we're, we're, we're splitting hairs there. I, I can't believe the Jets made the list, even though there's only 14 teams. I don't know how they yeah, their I, 10. I who who is ranked below the Jets? Yeah, I don't know. They they only have top ten, so I'm 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 I'm. They don't even have Marcus May anymore. Yeah, well, who they did they? Nothing. And the well, maybe maybe, maybe well, yeah, the rookie Gardner. Yeah, I think I think he's getting a. I think that number maybe a little bit inflated because yeah. of because of Sauce. Um, but yeah, the Broncos are are another good secondary as well. Broncos are a very good sneaky team too. I think we got to watch out for them going forward. All right, guys. Uh, so, so hey, we are an hour and a half into the show. Um, to the chat, yo, appreciate you guys for hanging with us. So, look, look, do us a favor, please. Okay, if you are not connected to the Buffalo Fanatics, 
do me this favor. Like, comment, and subscribe to the channel and turn those bell notifications on, all right, so you can stay up to date with everything Buffalo Bills and all things Buffalo Fanatics. We are going to bring you that content whether you like it or not. It's the, it's, it's, it's the, it's the, the dead time of the season, baby, but we're going to bring you that content. And my man Kevin Garrard and Evan Harrington, the Reverend Evan, in the building with us. Moving along in the show, guys. Moving along in the show. I want to talk about um, something that that I've, I've I kind of pondered and I kind of threw this, you know, in our little uh, BF chat um, earlier in the week. Um, and I, I'm curious to kind of get you guys' thoughts about this. What you think about it? I mean, Kevin, I know, I know you you are a Bills fan at heart, man. I mean, I know you love, I know you you like the fans, but but man, you you can't you can't stick with us so long and and not kind of have a small little place in your heart for the Buffalo Bills. And so what do you guys think about the future of the Bills wide receiver room? And when I say about the future, I'm really talking about um, beyond Steph Diggs, okay? I mean, we got Diggs locked up, right? But when you look beyond Diggs, does the wide receiver room give you guys um, encouragement or or, or kind of room for, for concern? But what do you think, man? I'm definitely not concerned at this moment. The, uh, the, the one reason I am, and or I'm not, and I would say that really any team right now, no matter what position you're in, shouldn't be. The talent at the wide receiver position that's coming out in from college the draft nowadays is just absurd. There's so many guys who immediately enter the draft and ultimately become impact players right out of the gate. I mean, you look yeah. at Gabriel Davis – just for an example, in our current situation, a, a late round pick who, you know, at the time, nobody's thinking twice of it. Right. And now we're talking about going into this season and him potentially having a chance to become one of the best young wide receivers in the league and solidify himself as the second best wide receiver on this Bills roster. Mm-hmm. Currently, right now, the Bills are obviously in one of the better shapes in the league when it comes to that position. But when I look towards the future, you reconstruct the Diggs deal. That's great. You mm-hmm. hope that. You, you really hope that Gabriel Davis winds up repeating what he was bringing to the table, not only last season in, in its entirety, but mainly what we saw in the postseason. You hope that winds up panning out. And then after that, I mean, obviously not wide receiver, but at the tight end position, I really love what Dawson Knox did last season. I mean, I'm, I'm talking a massive leap in yeah. what I think a lot of people didn't you know, in an area where I didn't think people expected that to happen. I mean, I was one of them as well. That was kind of out on Dawson Knox two years ago, just based on what I had seen last year, that eliminated any thought in my mind that I had about that. Yeah. Um, and then right now, I think when you have your solidified guys, what teams like the bills and other elite teams throughout the league do, they add veteran presence to surround your core guys with. So you have depth, but also guys that can deliver. Uh, but when you're talking about the future, I think right now, uh, cause when I think of the future for the bills, right. Things could change dramatically a handful of years down the road. When I think future, mm-hmm. I really think about the next like three years. Cause to me, that yeah, is that's, the, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. when I'm looking at that current situation, I, I, I have no issues whatsoever currently with what the bills have going on in their wide receiver room. And, you know, if, like I said, if things wind up going in a direction that were, that was unforeseen, mm-hmm. I just look at what you're able to do now to add at that position. Uh, and when you have a guy like Josh Allen, see, that's the thing. Not only have, has every wide receiver that's come into Buffalo made Josh Allen better, but Josh Allen has ultimately made every single one of those wide receivers better too. And I think that mm-hmm. you can bring in guys in Buffalo. Yeah, I agree with that. 
that wouldn't ultimately do well in other areas. That's why I'm interested to see what Jamison Crowder kind of brings to the table this year. Because mm-hmm. it's a veteran presence. You're not expecting anything, you know, outrageous. But once again, it's kind of like John Brown's situation where you come in towards the latter end of your your career here. And John Brown, I mean, he was ultimately a spark plug for Josh Allen's entire career, what he was able to bring to the table, right? as well as Cole Beasley. So I have a really tough time ever having an issue until I'm brought it to the forefront when Josh Allen's throwing the ball to somebody out there, unless it's a situation like when Josh Allen first came into the league where it's Zay Jones and Calvin Benjamin, where you just know off the bat, it's going to be brutal. It's going to be bad. The way things are going now, man, I have no reason to to be, uh, to be concerned about the way uh, the locker room is, uh, is heading in. Yeah, I agree. And, 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 um, um, but I I think who does have a reason to be concerned is Kevin because you know my man Dog Twenty Six comes in here and you guys forgive me for missing these super chats but he comes in and we're gonna go right back real quickly. Uh, he says, "Yo, well, Kev, y'all need to switch schemes because we scorch y'all on the regular." Talking about this man scheme that you guys play and how you know we've been scorching you guys on the regular, Kev. I mean, what do you got to say about that, man? You got you want to come back to Dog Twenty Six? Nah, we played better last year. I know the first <laughs> game got super ugly because. Uh... Eventually, like with Brissett in there, it was just so awful that eventually mm. you guys uh, started scoring. But in the first half, they played you guys pretty well. Like the Wait, defense. I like the little subtle jab you just took right there. Uh, Say that one? again about uh, about 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 Brissett, and then you know when Brissett came in, that then then we guys started. Then we started scoring. No, no, I well yeah. Brissett came in after the first series, so he played the whole game. Yeah, uh, like two uh through two passes, like right. He was crushed cr- right away, right? So. When and the same thing the second game when the offense exploded for eleven points. So when your team always <laughs> has the ball, right? When they always have the ball. Keep in mind, last game you guys played, you had three points at halftime. Actually, you had zero at halftime. That's right. We were winning three zero. Yeah, but it's a sixty minute ball game, okay? Exactly, and you didn't do anything in the second half really it either doesn't... until you scored that classless last second touchdown when you could have kneeled, but for some reason you kept going for it because. Miami was deep in their own end. Tua throws yet another pick. Because we hate y'all, man. That's 30. why, Kev. And all you had to do is kneel, but for some reason you scored. About that life. And then it's you like when Poyer took the uh, and then uh, you went for two. Back. No, I was Hyde. I was out oh, there. Oh, it was Hyde. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so it was yeah, I was yeah. there, too. That was great. And then you went for Were two, you? remember? It was so weird. But, oh, like, they played you, re- like, considering what Josh Allen normally does against normal guys, last year, like, the second game we played you was was pretty decent. Um, Diggs, you know, he didn't do much. Uh, so we had like, uh, it was okay. I, I, if we played you guys, the defense, Wait, what do you mean like Diggs we played didn't do much? Is that what you're talking about? Because he does, uh, he, does, he does a lot, even though he may not, you know, I just been in that game. No, no, just in the game, not in general. Diggs is awesome. I just mean, right. like, we did a pretty good job. We did pretty good. Uh, Howard did a pretty good job on him in two games last last year. Considering he's playing man against them all, you know, all, all game. Look mm-hmm. what he does. The guys like uh, J.C. Jackson and stuff like that. So, um, I think yeah, he averaged good. fifty yards a game against Miami last year. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so it was pretty good. Like I, if we could play that way, that's not, that defensively away, uh-huh. and actually, you know, score. Hey, maybe the defense, if they didn't have to play 55 of 60 minutes, uh, they might play a little bit better. So while I agree, you guys have done and 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 again, not to take anything away, Allen's had his way for sure. But man, I don't care who it is, if the defense plays the whole game, 
You yeah, like they, they have no yeah. chance, right? So the offense has to this year, if they want to have any chance, they have to at least sustain a few drives. Can't leave the defense out there to dry, hanging out there to dry all game. Go ahead, Ed, hey up? Kev. Mm-hmm. Hey Kev. So when I was on the Rico Report just a few weeks ago, we actually had a discussion if a team out of the AFC East was supposed to beat the Bills this year. I actually had you guys splitting a game with the Bills potentially just because about what happened last year. Like I, I agree with all the points you were making and I hate to say that the Dolphins might have a shot, but the way that you guys matched up against us defensively and just the way we were playing offensively, it just wasn't it. If there was a team that was going to beat the Bills in the AFC East and the Bills couldn't, you know, sweep it and go six and oh, it'd be the Dolphins splitting a game potentially, you know, in their own stadium. Yeah, I, I agree with maybe, that. Maybe they flew law of averages. It just comes down to Tua, right? So yeah, yeah, absolutely. This he's the big difference. So I think, and you know, I know a lot of the Bills fans won't agree, but I think our rosters are comparable. Like you have really good wide receivers. I think we have really good wide receivers. You have really good defensive backs. I think we have really good defensive backs. You've got Von Miller, but I got two guys that have nine plus sacks Mm -hmm. in Jalen Phillips and uh, Ogba. And we picked up Melvin Ingram, who's not bad as your third man. I hated that. I like Christian Wilkins in the middle. I like Raekwon Davis in the middle. I like Zach Sealer in the middle. I like uh, I like uh, Baker as one of my linebackers. So, but you guys have Josh Allen, and we've got Tua. So, like you guys couldn't see, but my hands touching the floor. So that's (laughs) that's the difference, right? Like we're never going to be a threat to you guys if we can't score. And hopefully, this is Tua's last year. We got a bunch of friggin' draft picks next draft, mm-hmm. like a ton of them. We got a couple of twos. We got like three threes, stuff like I got a whole bunch of them. Yeah, so that might be the year for you guys. Yeah, we need to move up for a QB. So that's yeah. that's the difference. I think okay. the roster, like I said. Uh, yeah, so, okay. So so Silas comes in with the super chat, and, he, and he's I mean, they're coming at you, Kev. You're talking about Trey White. Rumors. Yeah, yeah. He says Trey is not asked to travel due to scheme, but when he does, he's effective. To say he'd be exposed is hyperbole. Both games you mentioned were one score games. But who that doesn't matter if the, you could be 34 35, it doesn't mean you had a great game. So, what I'm saying is that I disagree. I agree that he doesn't get asked to travel much for the scheme, but I, he got asked to travel once against Devontae Parker. He gave him five catches on seven passes for 85 yards. They took him off him. He's always, only, he's always had a hard time. The only, the only remember is you guys had that streak where no one had a hundred yards. He was the only one that had a hundred yards that year. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, that I remember that year against you guys. Yeah. And that's because yeah. you asked white to go, cover him man on man. Yeah. I remember that. I remember anyway. that. I mean, we have to be honest, right? I mean, I mean, Trey, he's always had a problem. Even Preston Williams and Preston Williams oh, too. Williams is a bum. He's the but, reason why you guys got that win streak. Because but what I'm, four yeah, games I'm, ago, he dropped the winning touchdown in his stomach. In the end zone. <laughs> I actually thought he had promised once, once upon a time. I did, I did too. I did too. How do you think? Well, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to ask that question. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Let, let's get back. Let's be, let's get back on on the wide receivers because yeah, I wanted to get down there because I missed some super chats. So you guys forgive me for missing the super chats. Um, yo, Zbot, how's that mic smelling over there, buddy? Like a cheese it. <laughs> like a cheese it from Taco Bell. Let me tell you what, not yet. Not until I get my hands on that bad boy. Then we're going to be smelling like this a, all day long. It smells like a skull. You'll never, get me, you'll never get me from up behind this thing after I eat one of those. 
<laughs> That's one of those oh, things man. that will linger with you for <laughs> days afterwards, right? You know what I'm saying? Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But it's smelling good. I appreciate you asking. It there you go, good. man. Is that, is that yeah. a check on you over there, man? Yeah. Yeah. Check on you. All right, so wide receivers. All right, so so um, let's 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 go down. Um, Evan, I want I want to hear hear your, your thoughts because um, Zbot doesn't. I mean, he 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 doesn't seem to be concerned about the Buffalo Bills wide receiver room going forward in the future. And we're talking about within the next few years or so. What do you think about the wide receiver room going forward? Well, yeah, when you're looking at the Bills wide receiving room, you're going to have Stephon Diggs in there, but we're looking without Stephon Diggs. If we're right, not right. You know, Diggs, bringing yeah. Stephon Diggs into the, into the threshold, and he'll still be an elite receiver by the time he's 31 years old. But we're looking at Gabe Davis, Khalil Shakir. Isaiah McKenzie might still be around, depending if he you know takes those team-friendly deals. Mm -hmm. Jamison Crowder's a guy who's not going to be on this roster by the right. time you know three years looks into the marks. Isaiah Hodgins, I think we've you know had our dues with him. Jay Kumro is a guy who probably just won't be on this roster. Tavon mm -hmm. Austin's a guy who won't be on this He's roster. He's so, anyway, too. Yeah. I mean, there you go. I mean, what what Zach mentioned, you know, guys in the draft, free agents. Uh, a player that I like to mention is Emmanuel Sanders. Like Emmanuel Sanders was a, a high key free agent acquisition that the Bills brought in here last offseason because Josh Allen. Josh Allen is that guy. He can attract, you know those guys later in their careers, they might want to have their last pit stop in Buffalo to try and go chase a ring. So we'll always have the option to bring, you know, a veteran receiver in. We'll always have the option to bring in some young spark plugs from the draft. But, you know, I, I really feel comfortable, you know, with our number two receiver going forward in Gabe Davis. And I feel really comfortable with our starting slot receiver in Khalil Shakir. If he can really step into that role, he's a player that I really like. Um, yeah. I have his comparable player to being Robert Woods. So I think, I think mm. Khalil Shakir can be that guy. And I don't think he'll be as good as Robert. Hold on, hold on. I saw something. Kevin, you, you look like you, I mean, you kind of. No, I just hadn't thought about that. You hadn't thought about that? Yeah. It was an interesting Do you, comparison. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. just the way he goes about blocking and running his routes and, you know, his, his after the catch ability, how he mm -hmm. might take a step back and step upfield instead of just, you know, hitting the hole upfield. He really, you know, has the patience of Robert Woods with the ball in his hands. And that's what I type to like to see. And, you know, we'll see a lot of, you know, ender routes with Khalil Shakir. Like Love Khalil Shakir is a really patient player uh, in, in his uh, game. Right now. I, I'm, I'll be honest. I'm slightly concerned. J just a tad bit. Because I mean, yeah, granted, we, we got Diggs in in a few years. Uh, I mean, Evan, I mean, you you think Diggs can still be elite at thirty one? Well, um, well, the, I mean, the reason I think the reason I think Diggs is still going to be an elite by the time he's thirty one years old is because he doesn't really to put too much wear and tear on his body when he plays his game. He's a very technical route runner. He really uses his route running to get open. He's not like, he knows how like to get Julio down. Jones. Yeah, he knows how to get down. He's not like when you saw the drop off with Julio Jones. Julio Jones dropped off because he literally, you know, relied on athleticism and his physicality. Mm -hmm. Stefan Diggs is the complete opposite of that. You know, he has to use some athleticism for sure, but a lot of his, you know, creativity comes with his route running and you're never going to lose your route running ability. Um, you can lose your athleticism like Julio Jones did, but you'll mm -hmm. never lose your, your route running capability that Stefan Diggs has. And you, you'll see players, you know, like Keenan Allen, who's a great runner, Devontae Adams, who's a great route runner. Mm -hmm. uh, you'll see those guys play into their, you know, maybe mid mid to the early 30s uh, just because of the capabilities they can do uh, as te technical route runners. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, the reason why I, I think that, you know, I'm, I'm kind of concerned is because now we're talking about beyond digs, right? So if you look beyond digs, the only guy that's on this roster that I can say um, with some level of certainty that, that okay, 
I feel pretty good about, about his potential right now is Gabe Davis. I mean, everybody else, I know Kevin, I'm going to get you, Kevin, because I, I, I know you feel some type of way about Gabe and, and, and about how, how a lot of Bills fans are hyping him up. But when you look, Gabe Davis, beyond that, I mean, who do, who do we have? I mean, you had mentioned it, right? I mean, Crowder's not going to be here. He's probably not even going to be here next year. I mean, he's on a, what, a two-year deal, but it's technically like a one-year, one one-year, right? One, okay, one-year deal. That's a straight one. Oh, it's a straight one. Okay, so, so I think I'm that's McKenzie sure, yeah. on a two, right? Is that McKenzie on a two? Yeah, McKenzie's on a two. Right. Uh, Crowder's on a one. Okay. And so McKenzie, I mean, I don't, I don't know how much longer he's going he's gonna to be here. And then you have a bunch of young guys that you just have no clue about, right? I mean, we get, we get Stevenson. Like, come on, like, like, like he, he's struggling to, he's struggling to get on the field and, and, and kick returns, right? And punt returns. I don't know about Marquez Stevenson. I, I kind of had some hopes for him coming out of Houston, but now I'm kind of not too sure. Um, Isaiah Hodgins, he, has he ever been on the field yet? I mean, the guy can't stay healthy. He hasn't been healthy his entire career so far. Um, I mean, we got I mean, he has a lot to prove this year because I think, oh, no, no, he, I think he's, he has another year on his contract because he came out with Gabe Davis. Oh, he's got two years left. Dude, this year and next year, right? Yep. This year yep. and next year? Yeah. Yeah, so you so you've got him. Um, of course, you had mentioned um, a touchdown, Jesus, right? So Jake Kumaro, he's getting up there in age. I think he's even close to thirty. Um, Tanner Gentry. I mean, we're talking about guys who are down on the down on the on the low end of the roster. So I mean, outside of Diggs, which we're not even talking about, you got Gabe Davis. I mean, who else do we have when you when you try to project two three years down the road that can really be 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 viable? Um, I don't see anybody. Clear Shakir. I, I really like what he possibly could be, but we just don't know. And I'm curious to see what he's going to be able to, to even, even do here in training camp and what we even could see from him this year when we look at just this roster or this depth chart this year at the wide receiver position, whether or not he's going to even have an opportunity to showcase what he can do. Kev, well, I mean, or, or let's, let, me, let me jump to Z-Bot while he's over there snoring. <laughs> Z-Bot, Z-Bot, what do you think Yo. about Khalil Shakir, man? Uh, the, the rookie coming out of, uh, out of uh, what did he come out of, Boise State? What do you think? Uh, I, I like that, the, I like, I like the comparison that that, that Evan uh, gave about it, Robert Woods. Is it Boise? Is it Boise State? Is it Boise or is it Boise State? What what is it? You guys correct me in the chat if I'm wrong. It's Boise State, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah, it is yeah. Boise State. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I, I like I like Khalil. Uh, I love Kev, uh, Evan. I, I love that. I love that that comparison though. To uh, no, I watched Robert a Wood. lot of tape on Shakir, so that I was like really. Yeah, yeah that, that's extremely interesting. Yeah, extremely interesting. And, and and Kev, I mean, feel free to feel free to jump in here, man. Uh, I know I, just, I know you're, you you are. I the, thought he had. I I likened him to a um, Jarvis Landry with a bit more speed and not quite as good of hands. Because mm. and if you want to stick with the Robert Woods, I think Woods has better natural hands. But I I completely yeah. see what you're saying, Evan, and I agree. Yeah. Like once he has the ball in his hands, he's very Robert Woods. I loved Robert Woods coming out of USC. I still love Robert Woods, man. Yeah, I, 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 he's just, he's, hey, he'll, he'll be back. Um, he's the number one receiver for the Titans right now. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he'll be back yeah, in yeah that's right. Weekend. I forget about that. Yeah, I mean, come on. What in the world were the Titans thinking when they got rid of A.J. Brown? I have no clue. That was that was yeah, dumb. That was, that was dumb. But, yeah, Robert Woods, I, I, I love Robert Woods. Uh, Khalil Shakiria, yeah, he does remind me of him. And I, like I said, I, I just want to know – whether or not he's going to get the chance in camp. I mean, when we look at let's let's just stack let's let's stack the depth chart at wide receiver. All right, um, Diggs. Then we've got Davis, right? Um, Mackenzie Crowder. Who do you guys pick? I mean, who do you, who do you, who, who do you think is going to come out of out of camp as a starting slot corner? I mean, slot corner, slot, slot wide receiver for the Bills. Is it Crowder or is it going to be um, McKenzie? 
Crowder. F. Crowder. Crowder. Yeah, but I Crowder really look forward good. to what McKenzie. I just love Isaiah McKenzie. I, I, I just hope I hope that Dorsey finds a way to implement him in the offense more than Dable did because I think that there's so much potential there. When they when they do decide to utilize him, it's effective. It's just very few and far between. Yeah. Um I I I think Crowder's more proven, and I think that's that's why they may be leaning, you know, towards him more. Um, but McKenzie's been here. He's he's the longest tenured wide receiver currently on the roster, right? Yeah, I mean, he's been crazy. here. He's been here for years. Um, um, I think that he's going to see an increased amount of of, of targets or, or an increased role. But I'm just not too sure that his role is going to um, be be greater. Even though he has rapport with Josh Allen, I don't necessarily think his role is going to be greater than than Crowder coming in. Because I think I think Crowder man um, provides something. Um, that 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 maybe McKenzie just hasn't proven yet, and I don't know if it's too late in the game uh, for McKenzie. Um, but I, that that's something that I'm I'm looking forward to in camp is is trying to see who's going to come out on top um, in that in that position. And then behind behind them, I mean I mean who else? <laughs> I mean who else do we have? I mean we just got a bunch of a bunch of depth guys. I mean I mean let me let me let me put this question out to you guys, and I'm gonna put it out to the chat too. We're talking about the, the future of the wide receiver room, right, beyond Steph Diggs. But what if that happens? Knock on wood, but I mean, this is just hypothetically speaking here. Would you, Zbot, be concerned? Because you're not concerned about the future, right, without Diggs. But what if something unforsaken happened and Diggs missed any amount of time this year and you had to go out with, with Gabe Davis and McKenzie and Crowder? I mean, how would you feel about the wide receiver room if Diggs – Missed any time because he's been he's been very healthy since he's been on the Bills. Yeah, but I mean, I, I just think that that you could say that about just about anybody in the league. If you look at the Bills roster and and you compare it to other teams around the league who have, you know, top the top line wide receiver talent. I mean, if you were to take away the wide receiver one on any team, things are going to dramatically change. So I look at the Bills. Yeah, if Stephon Diggs went down. Gabe Davis all of, a, all of a sudden becomes your wide receiver one. Yeah, that's going to be right. a problem for sure. That's to me is one of the biggest reasons why I, I think Gabe Davis has a massive year. It's because one, the role gets bigger with Cole Beasley gone, in my opinion. And mm-hmm. two, you have those opportunities to uh, get more targets simply based on the fact that Stefan Diggs draws the best corner. So you, when you lose that element and then Gabe Davis is, you know, being covered by your best corner. Yeah. Things drop off dramatically. But when we're talking about this, I mean, find me a team around the league right now who has, uh, you know, let's, let's, what do we think of any example where you have one of the best wide receivers in the league? If you take them away, is any of those teams in a comfortable position without that guy? And I think the answer would be no, this coming season. I think a perfect example of that we'll find out, we'll find out, um, what winds up happening here, but I'm just interested to see what the chiefs look like without Tyreek Hill. Right. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to be fine. I think they've added plenty of depth in that area that I think will supplement it to a degree, but Tyreek Hill, there's only one of them. So this is kind of like a perfect example of your question there because Mahomes has only been with Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, right now things change. So I think, you know, based on your question, a perfect example of what we could you know, envision a team losing their top guy to look like the chiefs could be that example. And I think this year is going to be a very important year for Patrick Mahomes because you're losing the weapon that essentially made you into what you were or really helped define you as a quarterback and, and get you to the success that you've had so far. Right. No doubt. Kev. 
What do you what do you think, man, about the about the Bills wide receiver room outside? Currently, or are you talking about the future? This is just the future. Yeah, if we yeah, we're so looking, let's say two future, to three years down the road, uh, it's fine. I'm like, you got two guys that you've got that you are confident in that you've got going forward for a few years. You've got a rookie that you know you're going to wait and see how he does. You still could always bring back McKenzie. He's still young enough that he could be around. And like uh, Evan said, you're a prime candidate for these like end of the line slot receivers who still have a something in, in you know, a little something in the tank mm-hmm. that want to come in and play that one year because of the fact that you're perennial uh, contenders right now. So um, I wouldn't be too worried. I'm like, if there's not a lot of teams like Zbot says that has like three really good receivers yeah. for the future. Right. Some teams have one, some teams have two, but there's very few that have more than two that you're going to say, Hey, two, three years from now, these guys are still going to be my top three on the roster. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I can see that. I guess, I guess for me, when I, when I, when I just, just subtract digs and I'm just looking down the road, um, I mean, Gabe Davis, and, and I know you feel some type of way about Gabe. You, you're not as, you're not as high on Gabe as, as a lot of us Bills fans are, Kev. Oh, I just, that's more than just me teasing. Oh, I always just I always just say looking forward to next year when we can all hype up Gabe Davis and say this is the year, you know, because it's been this is it happens every year now. But uh, but I think he's a good player. I think he's a good player. I'd be interested to see <laughs> I'd be interested to see uh look at this photo. What's with the head tilt? Yo, Rico, it, man. Jesus. Look, man. 1996 in Boys to Men call. They want their album cover. Oh, back. snap. Yo, that, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's Wanye that Morris right there, man. That's, that's that Wanye Morris. No, he's there. more like Sean. I'd be Wanye. You've never heard my dulcet <laughs> tones yet. But uh, Evan, oh, no Look at those traps. Yeah, about. look at those traps. But, uh, yeah, no, Gabe Davis is a good player. I just I just tease. I like that one. Yeah. But I think this is this is his year, right? Like, this has yeah, to be, be Yeah, it has to be. I know he's he had the big playoff game, but his regular season wasn't much different than the year before. But you had Emmanuel Sanders ahead of him, and Emmanuel Sanders is a very good player. So this right. is the season now where he's kind of being thrust into a starter's role. It'll be interesting to see what happens, you know, with a little bit more coverage rolled his way. But I think he'll be fine. I think yeah. he's going to be really good. And then I think Crowder's a crazy underrated signing for you yeah. guys because he's yes. been he's been almost the only thing on the Jets for the last three years. Like if the Jets score against you, it's probably Crowder. You know what I mean? He did. And he he had did. Yarder. Yeah, and, he did. and like he and he's a good player, and you got him for dirt cheap. You got him for one year. I think he's a, a, a almost a seamless Beasley fill in. Mm-hmm. So Davis can still play on the outside. I think you guys would be fine. I wouldn't worry. Yeah. Too, like I said, don't worry about the future. You got two solid guys moving forward. That's that's all you need. That's your foundation, right? And then. You, if Shakir or whatever he turns out to be pretty good, or you have uh, some draft picks later down the road, you just fill in that way. Yeah, and and I like how you mentioned. Go ahead, Evan. You got something to say? Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, yeah, I was just going to mention how Kevin just mentioned the draft picks. Like the Bills have never spent a right. first round pick on a wide receiver. Like that could be something yeah, that right. we address maybe two years in a row. If you know, for some reason, you know, after Diggs, let's just say, you know, let's not have this happen. But let's just say Stefan Diggs fades away. You know, in three or four years, he's just not the same player. He's off the roster for some reason. You know, Davis, you spend two first round picks on receivers. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? You're right there. I mean, yeah, you never know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we'll be right there again. And and Kevin, I like how you how you how you mentioned um Jamison Crowder being an underrated 
um, addition to the Bills squad. And, and that just uh, that's a perfect segue into our, our last segment as we are approaching the two-hour mark. And, guys, shout-out to everybody who has been sticking with the Buffalo Fanatics and watching us. Yo, guys, do me a favor. Like, comment, and subscribe to the channel. Do us that favor. And we are about to – we are close to wrapping this show up. But – I want to ask this question and like who is the most underappreciated or you can, I guess you can call underrated Buffalo bill on the squad right now. Um, and that, that can be either, either uh, this off season, like an off season addition or just in general, Kev, you had mentioned Jamison Crowder. I think a lot of people are sleeping on it. So um, let me see who I want to go with first right now. Kev, do you have anybody that you want to add to it or are you sticking with uh, Jamison? Most underappreciated guy on the roster. Yeah. Most Trey underappreciated. Bill. Okay. Hold on, man. Kev, I'm, I'm giving you the floor right now, okay? Because Tremaine Edmonds is like the most polarizing Buffalo Bill. And, 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 and I have my, my, you know, my, my take about, about Tremaine Edmonds, but I want to hear from you as a non-Bills fan, a Dolphins fan in the division. Tell me what, why you think that, that Tremaine Edmonds is an underappreciated player on the Buffalo Bills. The role that the Bills ask him to, to play is so incredibly difficult. The amount of ground he's asked to cover, the amount of receivers that he's asked to carry down the field, the just what he brings with his size and speed that closes off passing lanes that you never see because the quarterback's not throwing the ball because he's there. Does he miss some tackles sometimes? Could he be a bit more instinctive? Yes, but um, when I see the Bills fans, and maybe it's just, you know, you always read the the select few on Twitter that are pretty negative. They are like on this guy. Like they need to get rid of him and all this, and you can't resign him. Absolutely, don't resign him. I'll take him in Miami in a heartbeat. I just think that you have to really study what he's asked to do compared to what other linebackers are asked to do, not on the bills, but I just mean in the league in general. And his role is like exceptionally hard. Like he, they ask him to do a lot. And, and, you know, I'm speaking of Tremaine, I mean, I'm, I'm coming, I'm coming along uh, a little bit because I used to be a, a hardcore Tremaine Edmonds critic, man. I mean, cause I guess, I guess part of it is because I expected so much out of him. And I granted, granted, I mean, a 19 year old, right. A young man coming out of college, um, but he was thrust into the starting middle linebacker position in the National Football League. And I just expected a whole lot more out of him. And, and it seems like in certain areas of his game, he hasn't really shown a lot of improvement, um, especially in when you look at the run game and how he still kind of like like takes the cheese. Right. Uh, when it comes to play action that granted, um, you had mentioned something which I think is important to note that he's asked to do a lot. Right. I mean, he is asked to do a whole lot and he's kind of in no man's land. Um, out there by himself when you look at his 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 scheme and his responsibilities within the scheme and so I, I would tend to agree with you on that Evan what, what do you what do you think um is 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 one of the uh, most underappreciated Buffalo Bills players right now so I have a few of them yeah. um one player that I'm gonna hit on is probably Devin Singletary okay and I don't hold, think he's hold, the RB one hold, hold that real quick Evan I'm sorry I'm sorry I, I, I gotta I gotta talk about this because Silas comes in with another super chat Silas my man he's talking about Tremaine and he says Tremaine is essential to the nickel defense by covering the middle of the field. Defensive tackles play in front of him, or the defensive tackle play in front of him has been pretty suspect over his tenure. Salas, I, I like what you said. I, I tend to agree with you on that. And I'm going to touch on that here a little bit later, but I'm glad that you uh, 
but you commented and appreciate your super chat. So go ahead, Evan. I'm sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. Yeah, so like like Kevin mentioned, Tremaine Edmonds, and I think that's a fairly good take. I don't think there's really any disagreement there. I mean, when you look at this Buffalo Bills roster, like there are so many players that get a lot of recognition. So it's really hard to pick an unappreciated player. Uh, yeah. A few players I can look at is maybe maybe Dane Jackson, um, but I'm not going to pick him. Um, the only reason I say his name is because, you know, people, people dog on Dane Jackson, but people yeah. don't understand the role he was thrusted into. He was playing, you know, CB1 for a lot of last season, CB1, CB2. He was, you know, covering yeah. some of the top receivers in the NFL. But I'm going to go with Devin Singletary. And the reason I'm going to go with Devin Singletary is because he was a pivotal point to the Buffalo Bills getting into the playoffs last year. Mm. People, you know, don't realize there was a chance that the Buffalo Bills might have not won the division last year. They were at a point in time where the New England Patriots were above them, you know, in the seating. And they needed a spark. And that really came with Devin Singletary and Josh Allen opening up this run game. The trenches started opening up and Singletary started finding his game. He had six touchdowns in his last four games. He had three touchdowns in the postseason. He had three 80 plus yard rushing performances. And you're like, well, that's, you know, a lot of running backs do that. But the Buffalo Bills haven't had that in, you know, years. There's it's been it's been a three or four year hiatus of the Buffalo Bills having good rushing success out of their running backs. And you you had a nice you know, five or six game sample size out of Singletary with that at the end of the season going into the postseason. And I thought that was really, really pivotal to the Bills really making a postseason push and, you know, contending for a Super Bowl. And if they did win the Super Bowl, getting past the Chiefs after that coin flip, Singletary would have been a big storyline, you know, just rather than just being that storyline that never really got to hoist the Lombardi. Right. And and I I, I see that um, Devin Singletary is a, is a, is a, you know, you you guys know my take, right, about the running back position and how I I, I wanted to see us improve that position uh, in the offseason, especially in the draft. I was all about Brees Hall. Um, uh, and then now we got James Cook in round two. Uh, we'll see what happens there. But but what I like about Devin Singletary is that um, he's just been very quiet. And he's been he's, – he's produced, um, even though the Bills have not been a, 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 a great run – team right run offense i mean he's what did he get last year with over 800 yards last year and we saw how which is a career high yeah career high right and even in touchdowns over a thousand seven touchdowns, right? didn't he get seven touchdowns also seven rushing touchdowns yeah something like yeah, that. yeah. i think he had like i think he had like two or three receiving um receiving touchdowns. you know he had over yeah. 1000 scrimmage yards too right right so so he he i mean he um he had a very surprising uh well very quiet year last year um and he's always been able to produce whenever you whenever Whenever he he gets his opportunity, is as few as, as they may be, especially as they have been under Brian Dayball, um, he has produced. And so I give I give Devin Singletary a lot of credit, and I'm I, I'm looking forward to what he can do this year, especially with a uh, a revamped O line, uh, well mainly in the trenches, and hopefully they can stay healthy and gel earlier in the season, as opposed to um, how long it took them to kind of get their things uh, that they're bearing straight last year. And so I, I think he has an opportunity. And I even talked about this. I even said that, you know, um, a few weeks ago, um, I had an on my mama take where I talked about um, um, uh, Devin Singletary. I mentioned that I think that Devin Singletary has a chance to actually finally uh, reach a thousand yards rushing this year. Um, if they, with, with the addition of Aaron Cromer and, and if they do more balance, run more balanced offense, um, I think that he can, he, he can hit that mark. Um, Z-Bot, I'm going to come up to you, man. I'm going to come up to you. When you look at the Buffalo Bills right now, who do you think is 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 has been underappreciated on this squad? 
I think there was a few. I think there was a few answers to this. I think Evan definitely nailed one of them. I think Devin Singletary is underappreciated, uh, especially yeah. because, like you, all the reasons you mentioned, this team is not a run-first team. They're not known for their rushing. But Devin Singletary was just under five yards of carry last year behind a line that was not particularly grooving throughout the year. And um, when you looked at what he brought to the table, no, it's not going to make the headlines. But it was it was steady enough that. I think when you looked at the bills overall, it, it was, it was respectable, right? To a yeah. degree based on what you have on that roster to run the ball. I think that he definitely does not get enough credit for what he brought to the table last year, because like you said, it was quiet. Like when mm-hmm. you rattle off those numbers that you just did, I don't think anybody would guess that. Right. Yeah. And it's because it didn't come in a flashy explosive way. It just kind of happened over time. So I think Singletary is a good answer. I also liked Kevin Kevin's answer too because, like Richard or Jeff, excuse me, mentioned in the comments over here, and I know it's brought up a lot with Tremaine Edmonds. It, it was definitely a factor early. On. I really look forward to seeing Edmonds brings to the table this year with a much better defensive front because that's always been a right. knock on Tremaine Edmonds, right? Well, you know, if he had a good D line in front of him, then things would be different. Well, there there's no excuse this year, so that's why I look forward to seeing how much better Tremaine Edmonds could be this year. Um, I think there's two for me personally, kind of uh, on different levels. Mm -hmm. One is Matt Milano, in my opinion. I I just think Matt Milano on the grand scheme of things is one of the more underrated players in the league. I think he is an extraordinary linebacker and ultimately one of the best players on this defensive roster for the Bills. But if you were to survey the casual fan outside of Buffalo, I don't think many people would would know of Matt Milano, or at least to the extent that they should, based on how good he really is. And there's a reason yeah. why the Bills decided to extend him when they had the opportunity. I mean, Matt Milano, yeah, of course, he, he oftentimes gets injured to the point of fault, right? He is on the right. field when he is healthy. Matt Milano, a massive game changer on defense for the Bills. And then I know I harp on this guy all the time, but I truly think one of the, you you want to talk about underappreciated. I just think Brian Dable underappreciated what he had at his disposal with Isaiah McKenzie. Mm. I think Isaiah McKenzie has the opportunity to open up the playbook two to three times a game in a way that no other player on this roster could do. I think Isaiah McKenzie is a Swiss army knife. He brings, to the offensive, he brings to the offensive table for the Bills a variety of different things. He's not elite or extraordinary at one thing, but he can give you a little bit of everything. And we saw that on full display last year against the Patriots. I tweeted this out and I mentioned it on another show just the other night. But Isaiah McKenzie only had 26 targets the entire season last year. 12 of them came in the Patriots game last year in week 16. He caught 11 of them for a buck 25 and a touchdown. So he had 26 Mm -hmm. targets all year. Half of them came in one game. And in that one game, he absolutely exploded. So that just shows you right there, especially when you go down the list of each game, one to two targets at the absolute max. And they were for next to no yardage whatsoever. There was just no real um, urgency to get Isaiah McKenzie involved. But when they re-signed him this year, under Ken Dorsey, I think to me, especially with the departure of Cole Beasley, it told me that we should expect to see more out of Isaiah McKenzie. And I think that he has proven that when he is given an opportunity, he definitely 
delivers. I thought last year after the fumbled kick against the Colts, he was unfairly benched. They were they were yeah. giving him the yeah, run around all that. year. I hated, hated that. that too. I hated that. I mean, listen, it, that game was over whether he fumbled that ball or not. They got their ass kicked, but he right. definitely got put in the doghouse for that. I just love Isaiah McKenzie, man. I truly do. And I think he has one of the more underrated skill sets on this entire team. Hands down. I I love me some little dirty and 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 um it, it what I mean after after the Patriots game, I I don't know I mean what more you could ask of them. I mean, right, or how much more you, you want to see out of a little dirty. I mean, when when Beasley wasn't doing the thing and he was there, he showed that he could produce and he actually took the game over. Now, granted, some people will say, well, you know, he was playing against what the third or fourth cornerback. It doesn't matter, regardless. I mean, he, he produced I, I think that 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 Brian Dable, um, as so many have already said here in the chat misused him he did not use him enough or or as effectively as he should have and then he even went away from the end rounds like I mean, we used to see that a lot but but last year it seems yeah. like he, he just went completely away from that but i think that little dirty uh when when given the opportunity and you, and you allow him to to ex, uh, allow him i guess i guess to expand himself a little bit within the offense i think he's going to shock a lot of bills fans a lot of people around here because not only does he have the 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 camaraderie or I guess the not the camaraderie but what's the, what's the word I'm looking for the the report with Josh Allen oh, right sure. being the longer t- uh, uh, tenured uh, wide receiver on the squad, but he has something that cannot be taught man and that is speed. When you get if if you give little dirty some 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 opportunities where he can get the ball in space, I think that we can see um, an increase in the yak that we've been looking for, right? We've been talking about that. Even Josh Allen's been talking about improving this game this offseason in that regard. Um, if you give Little Dirty the opportunity with the ball to make moves in space, now not just the end of rounds or whatever, but in, in, in legitimate routes, crossing routes, I think that we can see him take off this year uh, like we haven't seen him. I, I love the Little Dirty pick. Love it. Kevin, I'm going to go to you, man. And I got a feeling that if you're being petty, like I think that you're used to being, and I, I'm thinking that you're leaning towards somebody who plays defense. Oh, my man! Yeah, Jordan. go ahead, go yeah. ahead, go ahead. I already, I already know. I already feel you, man. Go ahead. We've got to get this man a new contract, lots of guaranteed <laughs> money. Okay. Yeah. He's an All-Pro player. Oh, who are you talking about? We're talking about Jordan Poyer. There right? you go. Okay. So let's start with this. The guy played almost his entire career and he was underpaid, didn't complain. Every year you guys started a campaign about how he's underrated and he needs to go to the Pro Bowl and blah, blah, blah. And then he finally gets named and then he's like, okay, now I want to be paid for it. And you guys are like, whoa, hold your horses. This is his last shot at a real contract because of his age. He's got to get fair market value for what he's done. He's an aside from his ability on the field, the guy is a leader of your team and he has been a leader on the team for years now. So overpay, lots of guaranteed money, maybe push it into in a couple of years. Miami's has no chance of competing this year. So maybe two years down the road, let's get that cap situation in jeopardy. But for real, this is your Super Bowl run, right? This is this is your year. So do you want to go into it without, you know, uh, one of your all pros? Just make some magic happen. Throw them an extra $3 million a year <laughs> over two years, and then, uh, and then you, you got everything settled, and you're good to go. 
No, imagine, no. imagine Go going a year. What was it, Hamlin? Would he be coming in if he was gone <laughs> with his six one forty speed? Or Jermaine or Johnson, who I will never slight because he played for the U and I love him, but really isn't a sixteen game uh, starter type guy. You got to keep this guy. It's going to be a big thing. Send us Javon. No, you ain't getting Javon Hall. <laughs> yeah. Why are you yeah. trying to pump up Jordan Boy like that? I, I feel you, though, man. No, I really do. Like, so half yeah. of it was like joking because I want you guys to ruin your cap space. But the other yeah. half, everything I said was true, though. Yeah. The guy Who, did play. The guy over outperformed. You said he was under. Okay, okay, okay. Now, so, so now you say he out, he outperformed his contract. Okay, because earlier you, you said that he he was underpaid, and I disagree with that. He wasn't underpaid because when he signed his contract, he was he was paid uh, a market value when he first came on with the Bills. But after for sure, the, yeah. For the first years, yeah, yeah. He's he's definitely outplayed that contract. I agree with you on that. Now, okay, um, man. Look, I love Poyer. I think Poyer to me is the leader of the defense, not just the secondary. But I would say that Poirier is the leader of the defense. I know we want to we want to just kind of give that 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 responsibility to to Tremaine because he's a middle linebacker. But when you look at the 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 the, the emotional aspect of it and what you, what Jordan Poirier brings to to the to the team, man, that guy is fire. He 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 he's, he gets everybody lined up right, but he brings it every single game. And when you take Jordan Poirier, if you were to take Jordan Poirier out of the equation, a lot of people say, well, who would you rather have, Poirier or Hyde? Man, I mean, if, if gun to my head, I'm taking Poirier. I, 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 love, I love Micah Hyde, um, but I've got to take Jordan Poirier just, just because of some things that, that, that are, are beyond what he brings on the field. Um, but now when you talk about me, and, and, and now we're, we're ending up, I and mean, we're closing out this show where we're two hours and some change into the show appreciate you guys for for joining us for this long um i really do appreciate that we've got my man i want you guys to show some love to my man evan down here below and then the handsome gentleman looking dapper with the smug face kevin garrard <laughs> show some love to these guys and of course always uh z bot my man but yo when i, when I think about it and i've, I've kind of given some thought to this and, and, and maybe I'm, I'm gonna go with a guy who's who who we haven't seen play a down for the buffalo bills but you guys have mentioned it. Um, um, Z-Bot, you kind of touched on it earlier. Some people in the chat have talked about Tremaine Edmonds. I think that a guy who is underappreciated or maybe overlooked, I would say, could be Daquan Jones. And the reason I say Daquan Jones is because he, to me, is the key cog for the defensive line. We look at, at the defensive line and, 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 and even the front seven, but we, we, a lot of times we were talking about Tremaine Edmonds and a lot of his, his deficiencies and, and, and why he hasn't been this good and that good. And a lot of it, granted, has to do with, with, with um, what he's been um, tasked to do. But also um, a lot of the shoulder, a lot, a lot of the burden goes on the defensive line, specifically at the one tech position. We have seen time and time again um, guys like, like – uh, 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 Starla Tulele, right? Um, he's kind of he he hasn't he 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 wasn't performing um, like we expected him to, especially in the tail end of his career. And we and we look at Tremaine Edmonds, and we're like, yo yo, how can we expect Tremaine to do what he's supposed to do? When you got a guy like like Starla Tulele, who's supposed to be one tech, who's not successfully two gapping as he should two gap. And then we've seen a guy like Ed Oliver 
being played out of position a lot of times um, across the defensive line, which which actually affects the back end, specifically Tremaine Edmonds, and then it goes back to, to Matt Milano as well. And so when you look at what, what Brandon Bean did this offseason when he revamped the defensive line, one of the first guys he, 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 he added was Daquan Jones. Daquan Jones coming from Tennessee and also coming from, uh, I think he played last year, one year with the Carolina Panthers, um, is your prototypical one tech, right? Uh, I, I think if I'm not mistaken, um, there was a, uh, he was on a press conference and he, and he spoke about, um, 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 somebody asked him the question about, about where he weighs right now. And he's sitting at, at over 325. He's about 325, 330 right now. I mean, he, he's, he's, he's bigger than, than, than Star. Right, because I think Star was 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 playing at around three ten, and Daquan Jones is a bigger guy. But I, I think that if if Daquan Jones can can perform as well as he did in in Tennessee, man, I think that his 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 just his 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 presence across the defensive line will bode well for everybody else across the defensive line, but specifically for Tremaine Edmonds, who I think that this is a year for Tremaine. Uh, we can't make any more excuses for him. If he has a, a, a legit one take in front of him, there's no more excuses for Tremaine. So I think that a, I think that a, a very under uh, uh, overlooked guy could be Daquan Jones this year, and he could be the key cog to the defensive line. I know we got Vaughn Miller; he's a pass rusher, but man, it all starts right up there in the trenches. And if we can't stop the run successfully, then it, it doesn't matter what I mean. I mean having uh, Vaughn Miller really doesn't matter. So that's that's who I would think. Does anybody? Well, I'm, I'm trying to look to look through the chat, and I think I've got a super chat here from uh, from Jeff King. He comes in and he goes in with another amazing super chat. Jeff, appreciate you guys so much, man. He says, "Gentlemen, as always, thanks for the content, entertainment, and laughs. God bless you and yours. Appreciate the break from reality. Be well, Jeff King. You are the man, the legend, and the myth. God bless, Jeff King." Man, Scott Sterling. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Scotty uh, Sterling. <laughs> legend. Man, le- legend. Absolute legend. Guys, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm excited, man. I'm, I'm excited about, about, oh, wait a minute. I heard something pop up. Um, I don't know about this, but, but it seems like, like somebody popped in. Maybe somebody popped in. Um, here we go. Let me see who this could the be. End of the road for that one. Oh man! It just says producer. Yeah. Is it your buddy Jordan Poyer, Kev? Uh, Kevin well, it should be man. You know we're close. I don't know. I mean, I mean we're, <laughs> we're, we're 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 about to close out the show, and man, we've got a surprise producer popping up, but but no face. So I'm not too sure who this is. Um, but I'm gonna give him a little bit of time to to pop up on in. They better not, hurry up because I got a 3 a.m. flight that I got to get out. Oh snap! Oh snap! Okay, well, my well, producer gonna... friend right here. He better get after it. You better hurry now up. Now he's gone. Now he's just gone. Okay. Did we oh, get connect? Oh, All right. I, I guess it didn't connect, man. I mean, he pops in. It, 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 no face. It's a ghost. And maybe it could have been the over. Arby's PR team. They're mad. I'm about to cheat out oh. on the Taco Bell and the massive. Are you headed there? Yeah. Are you headed there right now for the show? Oh. That's where he's flying. That's why he's a 3 a.m. flight. He just booked Dude. it. He's going to California. Yeah, where, do you th- where do you think I'm going? I'm out. I'm out <laughs> to uh, where was it again? Where was it again? <laughs> California. Yeah, where though? Irvine, was, uh, California. Irvine, yeah, Irvine. yeah. We're off to Irvine in the morning. Zibot, you do that, brother. Hey, you, I, I want, I want to see all the content, man. I want, I want to see. Well, it. and then I'll get a layover in Texas, and I've got to get the Rev Burger, and then Come we're on, all set. Baby. Come on, man. Come on, man. Rev, I was just I in Texas, a... like. Where you? Oh, that's right. I mean, you went down there. I was in Austin. Oh, I was in Austin. Austin. Okay, man. I'm on. You know, El Paso, far, far southwest Texas. It seems like the new home like, of I mean, Archie Manning. 
Man, that, yeah. no cap, for real. That oh he, yeah, he's so, man, oh, we're, yeah. we're so far out of there, man. He, even even like I mean, you, you say, oh, I'm in Texas. Texas is so freaking big, man. Like Austin I know it's is, like it, the biggest state. Austin is, is seven plus hours, man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh so, no kidding. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's a drive. It, it's a drive. Some, Texas, somebody's got to knock on people, the man. door. I think. I think that's Arby's. There you go. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, with that, with that note. With Delivery that note, man's here. With that note, guys, hey, we are done with the show. That concludes another edition of Rated Rev and the Smoke Break, a.k.a. for today, Botten Rev Show. Um, i like to congratulate my guests. Appreciate you guys for hopping on with me, my man, Evan. Hey. If you haven't followed Evan, Evan, I'm going to give you this time right now. Tell everybody who's watching where they can follow you and tell them what you've got going on as well with your radio show. All right. Um, So obviously my Twitter handle is here below. That's Evan H716. That's me on Twitter. Uh, You follow me on Instagram at Evan Harrington underscore 63. Then on TikTok, if any of you guys have TikTok, I got a little bit of a following over there. We uh, do some Bills content. That's at NFL analyst. I got that name for myself early and often. But uh, yeah, Rev mentioned something about my radio show. I'm over at Buffalo State College. I am the the host and producer of a radio show on 91.3 FM WBNY. It's called the Buffalo Blitz. Outside listeners that are not in Buffalo can listen to it on the Radio FX app. Just type in the call sign WBNY. We go normally Monday and Wednesdays from uh, 2 to 4, but it's normally Mondays in the summer. Uh, We're trying to do Monday, Wednesday, Friday. in like the fall semester as well. So, you know, you can catch more bills content over there, some college athletics, NBA talk and NHL as well, covering the Sabres. So if you want to hear stuff of that, uh, check me out over there. One love my man, Evan, yo. And then again, we've got the resident bills fan. I mean, he may as well be a bills fan. I mean, I I say resident dolphins fan, but he's a bills fan at the heart. We already know that my man, Kevin Gerard, Kev, tell everybody, man, where they can find you, where they can follow you and your smugness and your pettiness. On Twitter, I don't. I don't know. I got nothing. Like uh, <laughs> you don't got anything to plug. You don't want to plug your OnlyFans, Kevin. Come on, man. Come on, man. Well, oh, my yeah, he's got a good one. It's taking off right now. We're in a, going in a new direction. I'm focusing solely on feet. But oh, the nice. foot fungus I've got right now is putting a little bit of a damper on profits. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna have to change it up. I just got my arse waxed, and we're gonna go in that direction. But you know, I like to be known for more than my looks. My Twitter yeah. handles down there. I get yelled at quite frequently by Bills fans. It's pretty much what it is. I wake up to someone yelling at me every day. And uh, that's pretty much it. I, I don't know what happens. I Somehow I just end up on these shows. I'm just sitting at work and someone says, let's go. Yeah. So, Kevin, what's uh, what's the link to your OnlyFans here for your um, waxed Your behind? waxed arse. Oh, at Simply the Best 13. <laughs> Mm, nice. Are you best. are you doing any are you doing any any traps? Well, I've got, man? well it's because I got three theme songs, right? So when okay. I walk into the room, it's bootylicious. I'm not mm. sure if you're ready for this jelly. As I'm in the room, it's simply the best because you haven't seen my feet yet, but trust me, it's worth $13.99 a month. <laughs> wow, that's a pretty discounts if you go wow. to three. Yeah, discounts that's more than Netflix. And then as I leave the room, it's there goes my hero by the Foo Fighters. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good. I mean, we mentioned we mentioned early in the show how Zach is a man of many talents, but it, it seems Kev here. Kevin's a man of many he secret talents. Zach. Y- yeah, <laughs> yeah. Secret talents. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Although I haven't dipped my feet, no pun intended, into the OnlyFans right. game yet. Kevin's got me interested now. 
Maybe my OnlyFans is just anybody here who wants to see me eat those gross foods I always talk about. Maybe that's what I can do. And then, you know, hey, I definitely I've seen see people make money doing work. Alas, the, the, these, these, yeah. uh, these, um, what do they call the mukbangers? They, they're, they're millionaires. The, you never heard of these mukbang people? I've never heard of it. What is that? The, I don't know what kind of emails you get, my man, but I got to no, see some. It sounds, it sounds way worse than it is. A mukbang is just somebody eating food into the microphone so you can hear them chewing. Oh, I got you. Yeah, I've seen oh, it. Like it's ASMR. Yeah, it's like ASMR, oh, but it's yeah. people eating. Yeah, like and they yeah. make it crunchy and stuff, so it's super right. exaggerated. I'm right. talking, I know I know some YouTubers, we're talking millions here, just eating food. You need to do that. You need and I need that, to get right? my slice of the pie, boys. I need <laughs> to get my slice of the 16-inch cheese. It. Yeah. So, <laughs> Kevin, we might need to collab. Outside of here, we might need to get into the other business. Yeah, I think for the game, remember, I'm going to the Bills. uh, Yeah, yeah. I think for the game, I'm going to have to buy myself a Jordan Poyer jersey. And I'm going to reach out and see if he would agree to sign it for me after the game. Mm. We got to test these waters. Yeah, I don't know. And why don't you just ask, uh, uh, what's his face there Uh, from the Buffalo News? I'm sure he can get it signed for you. Um, What's Why am I blanking here? What? Jerry Sullivan, the big Jerry Sullivan, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was gonna say, just ask, ask Jerry, ask Jerry. He'll, he'll be already in the room with him. He, he doesn't care. He'll ask. Yeah, I'd yeah, actually love that if you got Jerry. If his post game question was just, "Hey, do you mind signing this for my Dolphins buddy, Kev? He's a big fan of you." <laughs> oh, Jor- Jordan knows I'm a Dolphins fan. I know, yeah. but like I'm saying, if Jerry Sullivan was like in the press room and That'd he gets one great, question yeah. after the game, and he's just like. Hey, uh, Jordan, Jerry here, Buffalo News. Uh, would you mind signing this jersey for uh, for Kevin over at the Fanatics? He's a big Dolphins fan, just like that. Yeah. Oh, you? Oh, I love Kevin. Yeah, yeah. Yo, I oh, Kevin. Kevin. Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, Kevin's wife, the one who got Kevin's the one who got me twelve million a year for six years. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Rounded Not out in rent. Buffalo. Yeah. All hundred percent guaranteed. Oh man! Know? Oh my Wouldn't gosh! Nice? Wouldn't that be nice, guys? Well, one thing is guaranteed: as we out of this mug. We are gone. We are out of here, baby. Two and a half hours, and and we we're done. We are out of here. Stay tuned hey, to the. Bubble by the way, hold on. Go ahead, Kevin. Oh, okay. come, come on. Sorry, I just was just oh, thought came through my mind. There's no. Uh, is there a Canadian Independence Day this weekend? Or are you guys just kind of? What do you? Yeah. What's the deal there? It's tomorrow. Oh, it is. I was it supposed is. to go up. Okay. Yeah, I was supposed to go up for my Canadian relatives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is Any big plans? Uh, we're going to go downtown. So I'm in Ottawa. So we're the capital. So it's pretty okay. much, that's the biggest of the celebrations. Cause oh, that's fun. Shit, shit. That actually sounds like a blast. So it's actually pretty good. Everyone's going to be drunk. And then you're kind of, they're very lenient with the street drinking on Canada day. And then you all head down to like uh parliament Hill, which is parliaments like our white house, if you will. And uh, the huge, they usually have free concerts and then they have like fireworks and stuff like that. So, Every bar will be rammed. Yeah. You're going to be belly up, baby. You're going to be belly up. Sounds good to me, oh, man. It's the only position I know. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Hey, hey, Kev, I got uh, I got Canadian relatives up north, too, so I might have to stop by. Whereabouts? Um, all over the place. St. Catharines, Toronto, Hamilton. Um, and then we got far west, like Alberta, um, and then, like, you know, Vancouver area. Well, so, if you go to St. Catharines again, let me. Oh, how old are you? 19. Oh, you're good. Okay, I got just a spot <laughs> for you then. I got just. It's <laughs> where Kev got his start in the industry. Man, man. Well, I'm 19 to drink in Canada, boys. Oh, I know. That's where I had my first beer. 
We're at a Hooters right across the uh, the Niagara line. Yeah. The worst Sweet. chicken wings I've ever that's, had in my that's life. That's something you'll never forget. <laughs> the worst Believe what? me, you want to know I'll never forget. Is the way I've told this story before, I ordered here, and they come out, and they're the size of my pinky. I'm not even exaggerating. I think I tweeted the picture. And it was so, and I'm not the guy to bitch at the waitress or anybody about food. I hate when people do that, but this was like absurd. So I said something to her and she just goes, oh, well, that's because we don't genetically modify our chicken wings here in Canada. And I'm like, listen, I don't care what you have to do to these things. These are brutal. Pump them with the steroids, man. That's why they're good in Buffalo, I guess. Got it. The thigh dance on the thigh legs. Yeah, exactly. Get them thighed out, man. Get them out. Yeah, there you go. Oh, there you go. Oh, man. But she was like very proud of the lack of genetic modifications in the Hooters chicken wings. And I'm like, look at they suck. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know which. So she didn't. She didn't oh, appreciate it, man. Hey, we. Uh, yeah, I, I like. I like my wings nice and nice and fat, man. I, I can't handle skinny wings. It just doesn't. Uh, my wings oh, got plenty of meat. Plenty of meat. I've seen. I've seen a picture. I don't know if you guys saw, man. I've seen some pictures floating around on social media about about wings and and people like half eating wings and talking about like like oh yo I smashed these wings. Yo that that um, yo if 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 the bone is not completely clean. Dude, if you're not eating the cartilage, man, like I'm talking, you need to yes. be picking stuff out of your teeth for like a week after a dozen, or you are not eating them right, bro. Damn. I saw exactly what you're talking about, too, Rev. It's disgusting how people think that that's an adequate way to eat a wing. I mean, it makes me yes. mad. Rev, how are the wings in El Paso where you're at? Uh, well, my wings are bomb. Oh, you know, I was just going to say, yeah. Rev does yeah, them yeah, up, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My, my wings Don't are get fun. them going. We'll be here another two we're, hours. We're going to be here another and hour, And that's because I'll yeah, be yeah. asking him to show me if, pictures. If, 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 no, I'm not going to do that, <laughs> but if. Hey, That's your only fans. Hey, at, your wings. At, at Revs EPTX, man. If you want to follow on, on Twitter, I mean not Twitter, but uh, uh Instagram and Facebook, you can check them out. You can check them out. Yeah, my rings are pretty good. Matter of fact, this weekend, um, I'm cooking up a whole bunch of wings and burgers, man. I've got I've got orders coming out, man. And so yeah, I'm gonna be busy cooking this fourth of July. Oh my god, uh, I gotta go there. Weekend. I gotta go to Cali, you man. Got, I gotta get out. I gotta get out. Yeah, you guys gotta make a trip, man. You guys gotta make a trip and come on down here, man. The wings, the wings on me. Hey, wings by the way, me. before I know this is a lot, I got a million questions here. This is one just yeah. came to top of my head. Cav, are you doing a meet and greet at that Bills Packers game? Is there anywhere anybody can come and, and and come and say hi and get an autograph? Yeah, there's a there's a there's a lad there that Don, you know, Don from the draft. I do. Yeah, Don yeah. Yeah. Me. yeah, so yeah, he, yeah. He's kind of like the I think he deals with like the Facebook stuff, right, for the fanatics. So he's having um, he's having a big tailgate. His tailgates, holy crap! I went to one. Rico, Pierre, Bobby, we all went to one a few years ago. Uh, home opener there, where you played against uh, the Bengals. Bengals. Game. Yeah. Um, you got that weird bad fumble call for some reason. They gave you the ball, even though they recovered the Josh Allen fumble. Oh, but yeah. whatever. I digress. Also, John Ross beat uh, Trey White for an eighty-yard touchdown, but the ball was oh, come on. So, anyways, well, that was Monte yeah. Davis. No, it was Trey White. He was down the sideline. He didn't catch the ball. It was uh, we got oh. lucky, but White celebrated being five yards behind. And then Rico's like, he was, he was, he was guiding him out of bounds. But anyways, I'm just joking. So the main <laughs> thing is the tailgate, right? So Don has his tailgate, and there's like the whole breakfast, and then this truck comes up, like a pickup truck, and the pickup truck has a smoker like bolted oh, to dang. the truck. Wow. So like, yeah, like it was a whole thing where they were there all day and they were smoking wings and brisket and ribs. And they oh, had the where the hell was this, man? I was there. Lunch. I'm telling you, man, you got to ask, ask Rico about it, man. Don 
and his group, and they had like, you know, when they get all the buffet tables going like that, oh. even had desserts and stuff like that. It was nuts, man. Like it was so the I anyways, Don's having a tailgate. Um uh, this this one, and uh I'm going to that because last time I ate so much food and Pierre and I were playing cornhole half drunk. It was uh <laughs> it was a good time. So yeah, I'll be there. So if we all can't the wait. That's gonna be do, great. you know, and it, I was waiting for it, eh? Because when I first started just jumping on with Rico, I was just Rico's buddies and he'd bring me on. And when I first started, no one really knew who I was. So, like, anytime I said anything, they're like, this guy doesn't know shit. You know, like, they were, like, freaking out on me. Yeah. Like, hey, especially yeah. when they find out especially yeah, when they yeah. find out you're a Dolphins fan. Well, because Rico always does that. He's like, just so you know, oh, he's a Dolphins <laughs> fan. Like, he springs in on them. And then they're like, this guy's a bum, you know. Oh, man. Yeah. So, I was yeah. waiting at this tailgate for, like, because they're all there to see. Rico had dudes coming from Tennessee and stuff just to meet him. Right? Yeah. Amazing. So, they were coming there, and then of course Pierre and all that. Right, so then they, a couple of them recognized me. I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know, uh, are we getting ready? Like, what's up? You know, and they were like, oh, hey, how's it going? They were super. Yeah, nice. that's cool. great. That's yeah, awesome. yeah. It was really cool. It was uh, everyone was pretty nice. I did not wear a Dolphins jersey. I have done that twice mm. um, in a Dolphins game. Uh, didn't didn't go well. Um, so the last time I went, I just wore one of those Buffalo Fanatic shirts. Oh, there you go. Oh, yes. right. And I can't wear a Dolphin. That's fan. fair. That's fair. Because they're not even playing. It's just weird. No offense to Yeah, them, no, I hate that. I hate a jersey that. That's not the two teams playing. No, it's it's a sin, yeah. truly. So I might have, to, I might have to get my Jordan Poyer jersey. It was between him and Reggie Gilliam, you know. I think I'm going to go Poyer, though, just because he, him and I are tight. And uh, <laughs> that's my guy, you know. So, but yeah, no, I'll be there. So we'll pump it up before we go because I'm going to try and get Pierre to come out too. Love uh, it. And yeah. we'll get we'll get you doing a thigh dance with a uh, thigh doc too. Oh we'll, my we'll gosh! All experience. When I first met that guy, oh, when I first met Alex, oh my gosh, that was that yeah. was before he started like really getting on me, like doing the thigh dance. But, like he, I met him actually. It was at the Fanatics tailgate. It was I think it was at yours tailgate. Exactly. Oh, it was. Oh, um, I was. Oof. Yeah, and then he 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 pulls up, rips off his pants. He's got the short short Zumbas. Yeah, yeah. He's just no, going he, at he, it. I mean, look yeah. at he he lives the role. I mean, there's no he's, he's, there's no acting there. He is the role. He he he's is a, a method actor. That guy. Yeah, yeah. He he uh, he is the thigh dance. He king is incredible. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait. And I can't just wait because to... of him doing that, it rubbed off on me, and I'm doing it like on my cruise in international waters. I'm uh, doing it at, at like yeah. college parties. I, I'm doing it just everywhere. And he needs uh, to get it on Fortnite or whatever. That's where all the cool dances go, oh, right? Oh, yeah. For, for the kids. I'll submit that. Get side dock yeah. some coin, man. Take Buffalo Fanatics to the next man, level. Look, look, I think he's going to be at the game. Like he, I think he said, Evan, didn't he say that in the chat? I think he's going he's to be He's at most of them. He probably will be. Yeah. So he's. I think he was coming. So that there's a few of you here that. Uh, oh, they want me to side dance. Ev, oh, Ev, no. Evan, I mean, come on, man. You, you, you I got to do it? Yeah, you gotta do it. Right. We're, we're about to close out the show. Yeah, let's just end it on that. Let's see it, Ev. Come yeah, on, I've, baby. I've got, I've got, I've got one. Better, more too, you know, better. Make sure there's have. nothing around. I don't want. I don't want to get. I don't want to watch you tear your ACL. Yeah. Oh, I've done that a couple times. See, now he's doing exactly what the thigh doc tells you. You yeah. start like that. You got to get into uh -huh. it. You got to work your yeah. way into it. Yeah. There you, you go. go. But the best part is when you have someone that's pumping your chest. Yes. Yes. Uh huh. 
You can tell Evan's very okay. attentive because yeah. this is exactly what the thigh doc says. He gives you. These <laughs> I just did leg day today. I just did leg day today too. So we're in there. Oh man, Evan, yeah. Evan closing us out with the thigh. I gotta but tell yo. you, that was good. The best I've yeah. ever seen was when Rev did it outside of his car. I mean, that it looked like you were oh, doing man. that Come to on, save your family's life, bro. Come on, man. you were Don't putting your back into that thing, man. That is hey, the man, best baby, one baby. I've ever the seen. Tag is going in it, man, all time. But hey, hey. guys. That is a that that that's gonna get included, but since we're talking about thigh dancing, come on now. We got Evan closing us out with the thigh dance, and I've got to give a shout out to my man, my man, the thigh doctor, thigh master himself. <laughs> come on, baby. Come on, as we're closing out the show, the hey, thigh guy. As always, guys, <laughs> thanks to everybody for joining us. Thanks for sticking with us for over two and a half hours. Buffalo Bill stand up. Uh, Dolphins, I don't know about all that, but hey, we will see you next Swap time. Next go round next week. And you know it from here on out, baby. God bless and go, Bills. Check this out. Go, Bills. Happy 4th, everyone. Happy 4th. Yo, oh, it man. never gets yeah, old, no, it man. It never gets old, man. Never oh. gets old. I gotta watch he edits them so great, too. They're so oh, bad man. that it's – you know what I mean? It's so bad yeah. it's good. The oh. one that he posted a while back ago, he literally sent it to me like three, four days before in our Instagram DMs. <laughs> he goes he, – because he's really on it. Like he literally goes like, Evan, you oh, got to yeah, like yeah, do yeah, this. Yeah, he sent me – we were talking for 40 minutes. 40 straight minutes about dance. how to do the thigh dance. And I have all the receipts, too, if one day we ever go down that alley. Oh, we but, will. Oh, we should get yeah. it on a shirt. All of us are going to do it. We're, we're all going to do it. We're all going to do it, guys. The and one with the video it, where he slides in, too. You know that one where he slides yeah, and then he starts one. doing it in the – I should do it on skates. I should do it on skates because I go skating all the time. I should do it on hockey Ooh, skates. Man, don't, don't fall on bushes. Yeah, do it to where you really have to, like – because then he'll go and do something insane to – Top it. So oh, so if I top him, he'll exactly. try to. Exactly. Okay, yeah, I'll, just, yeah, I'll do yeah, it on yeah, hockey yeah. skates. I'll do it on exactly. hockey skates. When yeah, you do it, though, we all have to make sure that we just go nuts. Like Evan, that's the greatest thigh. Oh yeah, ever like, dude. Oh and my the god, thigh doc is just gonna go nuts. He's gonna get pissed. Now you're taking his We gotta get to like ten thousand views on Twitter. Next thing you know, he's doing like a little. Yeah, he's doing, doing like a little window guy. Yeah. He's, he's out on the tightrope doing it across yeah. Niagara Falls trying to, <laughs> yeah, to one-up yeah. Evan. <laughs> yeah, you could be the thigh doctor, but he's the thigh master. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, oh man. Yo, he, 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 he is the thigh master, master man. Yeah. Uh, yo, guy. guy. He is the becomes a Jedi guy. or whatever. <laughs> follow yeah. him. Follow him. Follow him on, on Twitter. Thigh doctor. He's a good follow, man. It's been, and, and his articles, man. He always has a way of of throwing in some some some. You think he knows we're giving him this much free pub? Yeah. Hey, he doesn't know, but he's gonna know now. <laughs> the best part is that people don't. Uh, how many percentage of people do you think know that he's? I uh, wouldn't because he's actually a, actually doctor, a doctor, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know it's incredible like when you game. bring him on to talk yeah. about real things. He's very, very good. So it's yeah. wild that when people finally like put it together, it's nuts. We may have to have start, right? on the show. Yeah, his start was like analyzing injuries and stuff like that, and then yeah. breaking down possible like timelines for recoveries and stuff like still that. Still does that. Yeah. 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 Then he hit that dance, and the rest was history. The rest is history, man. And we're gonna close out with that once more, again, baby. You guys, thanks for watching so much. Um, enjoy your 4th of July weekend. For those who are in America, have fun with your friends, your family, your loved ones. That was a shot at Kevin. That felt deliberate. God bless. It was a shot. But, yeah, I love Kevin. It's all good. <laughs>
Happy Canada Day. Happy day, baby. Let's do it. God bless. Go, Bills. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.